Hello, and welcome to the... <clears throat> Sorry. No, it's okay. Did you get a big ice cube for you? Did you get a big ice cube for you? Welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. Joining me today is Bill. Hi, everybody. And TJ. It is me. Isn't hey, it? it's TJ. It is. Weird. It is. <laughs> TJ, you got in a car accident? Yeah. What happened? What, what a segue. Ha- what happened? <laughs> you hit a segue? You hit a segue? Did they live? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was driving down the boulevard, and the guy right in front of me slammed on his brakes, and I slammed on my brakes within plenty of time, mm-hmm. and I didn't hit him, and then the guy behind me slammed into me. Mm. So I kind of, so we pulled off, you know, we exchanged everything, and the cop came. It's 100% his fault, because he, he hit me from behind. <laughs> the cop's fault. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I kind of feel bad for him. Because, you know, it, it sucks because it wasn't initially his fault. But at the same time, like, I literally, like, I slammed on my brakes and I had enough time to be, like, like kind of, like, make a scene. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he slammed into me. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. had plenty of time to stop. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah. yeah Did sucks. you see him coming like a T-Rex in no. your rearview mirror? No. Oh, you didn't even see him no. coming? Oh, the last man. time I got rear-ended, which was, like, four years, four or five years ago, you saw I him. saw it coming. You know, it was, you know, the sun wasn't, like, you know, at that right that's that worst. right spot where you can't see anything and i was stopped at a red light i'm like this truck does not see me <laughs> i remember like 13 years ago you and i were we're driving and or you were driving out oh my god seat, and we stopped because we were trying to get into the other lane and you saw a car coming full speed behind this us this was us and merging were, onto the thruway and i'm like and it was chill- like 10 years ago yeah i was like not chilling even. i was chilling in the passenger seat and then you were like you were like, TJ, we're about to get hit. I'm not kidding. We're about to get hit. And I'm like, what? And we didn't get hit. Like, I think he, what happened? He, like, veered off or something. He, yeah, but, he, he went around. But, yeah, yeah you thought for sure. I was like, this hit. is, I, I had fully prepared. I had time to warn we're you. We're about to get hit. And prepare just you, so you know. just so you know. Oh, yeah. But we are the Invincible Podcast. We talk all things Invincible. You can find us over at theinvinciblepodcast.com. You can email us to be a part of the show at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, all that good stuff. We are also the Oblivion Song Podcast. The Oblivion Song Podcast. Now, we need to talk a little bit. So we're going to transition into our news section a little bit. Um, but put a pin... Put a pin in the uh, in in the uh, Oblivion song. I have the podcast. Pen. You got that? Hold on to that pin for me. Ooh, that's bringing it back old school. Mm, yeah. Hold on to that. Uh, news wise, uh, one thing that I thought was cool that I want to bring it to everyone's attention is John Roush, the uh, colorist for uh, Invincible, that especially the section that you know you know we're reading right now. Uh, is doing a cool thing over on Instagram where he's kind of taking a look back at some of his work and doing like a commentary on it and some really cool inside baseball talk about, you know, the coloring. He's been doing it a while now. It's actually really interesting, some yep. of the stuff he puts on there. Yep. It's so really good. Check that out. Just uh, find, uh, we tweeted about it too. So just John Roche's Instagram. It's not John Roche on Instagram, but I don't have it in front of me. 
Um, otherwise, uh, I mentioned uh, the uh, not the the invinciblepodcast.com, our website. I recently, finally updated it to have a reading guide on there. So if you or anyone you know ever wants to get into Invincible and would like to know how to read it chronologically with all the tie-ins, um, I went through and kind of broke it down for um, broke like via trade paperback, the kind of the easiest way to like tell when all the events happen and get the most out of it. Or you can ignore all the tie-ins and read just Invincible, obviously, that you, which you don't really need. Um, but yeah, even if you read them all, it's still a really cool thing to look at. To yeah, like to see just where... remind yourself of like the timeline and everything. It's it was pretty cool. Yep, and then otherwise, um, right at the bottom of that, I had the um, uh, with the help of Devin Barry, a uh, friend of ours and listener of the podcast, uh, I collected all the appearances that Invincible has made in other comics, like Noble Causes or Savage Dragon and all that kind of stuff, and that brings me to the next point which that'll be our next episode my goal is to have all those read and uh i want to be able to kind of talk a little bit about them on our next episode which are, will be what's that are we all gonna read them i mean if you guys want to i mean i can loan them to you but otherwise my goal is to just sit down with you guys next month and say noble causes issue five or whatever it is this is a comic book about these characters invincible showed up and mm. did this and just kind of talk about it and be like, oh, okay, that was just like a fun little cameo. Would, I think or... I would rather have questions about that. Yeah. Like, tell us more, Ryan. Yeah. So you I know. think uh, so I think I'm going to try and get that together. And if you've read them or if you'd like to read along with us, um, you know, that's what we'll be trying to do for next month's episode. That's what we trying to do. That's what we trying to do. Now, <clears throat> that kind of does it for Invincible Related News. There's not much else out there. Um, but in a roundabout way, I want to talk about Oblivion Song. So TJ, that pin, you got that? You still got that pin? Uh-huh. Why do you put it there? Um, so <laughs> I heard <laughs> so good. <laughs> so the next time we record the Oblivion Song podcast uh, is going to be in a week. So yeah. wait, I'm sorry. The next issue that comes out is in a week from now. Yes. Which you will be in Disney World. I will. So you won't be here when the, when the, the when this issue comes out, which we would normally record right after. So we're going to be releasing the Oblivion Song podcast a week later than normal. Yes. So we won't get to talk about any kind of thoughts before, before we already know the answer. Issue. Before we know the answer. So, we are theorizing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it to you, TJ. Here you go. Here you go. So there were, there were things that we found out after we recorded the last episode of Oblivion Song. No spoilers for Oblivion Song, by the way. Right. If you're no, listening to none. this, we are not going to spoil Oblivion Song. Right. No, not, we're not, nothing pertaining to the story. However, we, we found out through, through the Skybound solicits. So, uh, Skybound will release the solicits for every month, basically showing, like, the solicits for February. They two show, months ahead? Yeah, they, they typically do it two months ahead. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, three months ahead. Wow. So in January, April came out. So in December, I noticed, or we noticed, that the March uh, solicits didn't have Oblivion issue Song. In, yeah, issue 25 in there. Um, they have the the trade paperback, the next trade paperback of Oblivion Song, but not the next issue. So we were like, oh, okay. And then didn't really think anything of it. Then the solicits for April came out, and there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. There's, again, nothing, no Oblivion Song. So we now have confirmed two months Without Oblivion Song. And issue 24 ends a trade. Mm-hmm. And so, it's the fourth trade. And it's the fourth trade. So, like, we're... And Kirkman usually does a big thing with 25, yeah. 50, 75, 100. And it's like, 
So, so I, by the time we all meet again, we will have the answer to this question. So do we, you want to give any thoughts? Again, yes. no spoilers. Right. So just kind of, I mean, I'm... I think it's a hiatus. Yeah, I think it's going to be a hiatus. I think... Agreed. They, they did two years straight. 24 issues, two years... No delays. With no delays. Every single month it's been on time at, like... That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that now they're going to be taking some time off, which yeah. I'm okay with. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, we sucks. want we yeah. want it constantly, but it's one of those things where it's like, you see this happening with Die, Die, Die. You see it happening with Saga. You know what I mean? Like, take a break. Get caught up. You know, do what you need to do. And, um, and then come back stronger than ever. You know what I mean? Saga's fucking breaks are a little excessive though they know i mean this is the first time they've done it. it's not like something they do I, often, that, what i'm saying is it's this, this how year long and a half been, or whatever yeah dude come yeah, on i know it's but crazy. what's funny is that we the brief time that we did talk to kirkman um at new york <laughs> comic-con we did bring up oblivion song and, and like we were joking about like what issue he was writing and i was like and at the time issue 19 had just came out mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know like 24 and he just like started laughing he's like <laughs> yeah 24 24 and we didn't know what that meant yeah. we didn't know if that was like oh that means he's on like 30 or, or that means, means he's, he's not even close to 24 not, yeah so you we know, didn't we know what that meant. we still don't know what it means so yeah. it's like oh well, i think we know that ha uh, that's funny cuz that's where i stopped writing yeah. for, to I take think a that's break what it is, yeah so do you think that um i mean it's public knowledge that the movie is 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 in the works or at least that it's been announced that they're yeah. working on a movie do you think that we will get more movie news before the return of oblivion song including in the back of this issue no i don't do you think chris pratt will announce that he's playing <laughs> he has to be has but to i be. don't think we will get any movie news by the time it returns no so you think the return will be less than six months I, I'm hoping they say at the end of this issue. I, I'm I'm hoping I'm expecting them to say, "See you in the fall." No, no yeah. specific date. Yeah. Not even in a, a specific month. Maybe a month. <clears throat> Definitely not a date. Ooh, I hit the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the date. Yeah. Maybe the month, but I'm thinking it's just going to be "See you in the fall." Yeah. I think I have to agree. I have to agree. As much as it'd be cool to be like, okay, it it, it comes out. In you know around San Diego Comic Con, you know what I mean like around like that 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 news cycle, but yeah, it's probably gonna be the fall. Mm-hmm. Man, can we? I just want to entertain the other possibility that it's ending with issue twenty four. Okay. Impossible. So he is starting a new comic book called oh, Firepower, Firepower that mm-hmm. comes out in April. The only reason why we're thinking that it doesn't end with twenty four is. There are so many other things to cover. <clears throat> yeah, there's, in this world. I mean, unless this is like a triple-sized issue, you know what I mean? Which and is even that, twenty-eight pages. Is it? It says in the solicits. Wait, is that a normal? Oh, wait, is that issue? Or is it a double-sized issue? Wait, is it twenty-eight pages? Do they count front and back, or is it normally thirteen pages? They count front and back. Oh, okay. Yeah, each, each yeah, yeah, like one. just like if you were to buy single issues from or a page from Otley, that's not. Two page, you know what I mean? It's right, one right. side, one, one side, yeah. You, you know, um, so yeah, I'd be, I, I'd be it's, it's, it's not even, it's not even a like, why, why are we talking about it? It's, it's not, a, it's, a, it's impossible. Yeah, it's not ending unless, and it's. Uh, I mean, as again, far as we know the sales have been really good. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we so okay. So we were just on. We just did a um, 
interview with a guest that's yeah, we just gonna, had a guest on the show which you, yeah. you'll be hearing shortly so i described us as being fire ants and where we pick apart everything and, yeah. and leave nothing but bones <laughs> like we could just be picking apart every little fucking aspect of oblivion song expecting mm-hmm. everything to be a thread but if yeah. you think about like the big picture yeah not spoiling anything they could if they really just simplify everything yeah. and just be like yeah, oh yeah this it. thing that you had a question about it's this and but, this and this but there's and this other this. things that he has said that you're gonna find out more about this you know what i mean i don't know i just can't see it i can't see it ending. i'm trying to talk myself i'm trying Into to convince it. myself yeah. that it's gonna happen but it's uh, guys yeah. it's actually it's not going to fucking happen so i'm looking at every issue coming out this month like mm-hmm. birthright um hardcore so it's a Heart normal attack. so it's probably a normal 30, oblivion song they're all 32 pages and oblivion song is 28 pages, so it's actually yeah. shorter than most. Well, it might be a normal Oblivion Song issue. It just might yeah, be. That's yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Interesting, man. I don't I'm know. I'm really curious. But I he said in the know. letters column, like, what did he say? He he made mention like they, they, um, big stuff was coming or something. That issue 25 was coming, and we're gonna have to oh yeah uh, time some cool stuff around. Exactly. That. That's what he that's, said. That's the thing. So maybe it's not so much a hiatus. Maybe it's hey. We're not going to release 25 until the summer because that's when we're announcing something. For the movie. That's, dude, that's what it could be. That's what it could be. It's crazy, though. And the it's, variant cover is going to be him. a live-action Chris Pratt it's on the, the cover. poster of the movie. <laughs> have, they, have they ever... No, I guess they wouldn't because they've never really had to before, but time to comic release around the, the, the announcement of something else? Oh, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. Hmm. Like, Indeed. do you mean, like, comics? Like, has a, has yeah, a comic like, book ever done that? Like, no, no, I mean Kirkman. Oh. I don't think he's ever had to, really. I don't think so. It's not like it's been like, oh, Walking Dead, All Out War ties in with the mo- the show. Yeah. Or, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I'm not saying physically ties into, but, like, you're saying that they're going to wait to to release issue 25 because there's huge news with the movie. Yeah, I don't know. The only reason I'm saying that is because what is he because said. because Kirkman said. Kirkman said. Who said it? Kirkman. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> issue, he said issue 25 is coming soon we'll have to time some cool things around yeah that. yeah it's gonna be interesting so we'll know uh i guess the good thing about you not being able to record right away with that issue tj is that uh we'll have plenty of time for everybody to write in because yeah. normally we record like the night or the night after the issue comes out and not everybody has gotten a chance to read so if you're hearing this and i'm sure you know tj will spread the word online like we definitely want to hear your thoughts on on what what happened in that issue and what the big news is and if you're not caught up on oblivion song you should catch up we yep. actually talked to our guest a little Pete, bit about yep. that too yep we do um speaking of actually you know that would be a good that's a good seg- segue segue Se- i just hit that, it that, that poor guy <laughs> again poor guy poor man um so yeah we actually uh uh got to talk with pete and bessie from um the comic comics pals podcast and they do a great show over on youtube and um he actually did an interview with kirkman that we talked all about actually after new york comic-con and uh it was great he reached out and said you know if we'd ever like to have him on the show and so it was it was uh it was great to have him on and i don't know i thought it was a lot of fun you know it was a lot we, of fun. we talked for a while mm-hmm. And uh, talked all about how he got into Invincible. We talked a good amount about the animated series, but it wasn't just our normal, our normal ramble. I mean, I feel like we actually yeah. got into some good, good stuff. So, uh, really hope you enjoy the uh, the chat we have, and we'll be back after that to talk all about issues ninety seven to one hundred two for our Invincible reread. All right, so. Here we are. Welcome to the show, Pete and Bessie. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where people can find you? 
Yeah, hey, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. Mm -hmm. um, so I am Pete and Bessie. I'm a podcaster and content creator. Uh, you might know me from uh, my work with The Comics Pals, uh, my weekly comic book podcast, um, which was I was cited on the show once for one of my interviews uh, that we did over on our YouTube channel. So if you guys want to go check out my talk with Kirkman, which I think we'll talk about a little bit later, you can go check that out over there. Mm -hmm. uh, but aside from that, I also am the multimedia editor for LootPots.com, which is a Nintendo fan site where I host the weekly Nintendo podcast, The Podcast, as well as our Patreon exclusive show, After Dark. Um, and if you want to connect with me, I'm at loud underscore Pete on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Thank you <laughs> You're very doing much. cool shit. You're doing cool Oh, thank shit. you so much. And yeah. a lot of shit, too. Yeah. Like, we have a hard enough time just doing this, you know. <laughs> monthly. Two, <laughs> once, two monthly podcasts. <laughs> yeah, two monthly podcasts. We're like, fuck, when are we going to do this? Um, yeah, I, I keep busy. <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome that uh, we actually found out about you through... Uh, through that Kirkman interview because we were at New York Comic Con, the same New York oh, Comic Con, cool. and then um, a listener of ours uh, sent us the the link uh, through our Facebook That's how for the interview. Him. That was cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess they must have saw it on Reddit or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it was it was really cool, and uh, I remember because we actually didn't get a chance to chat with Kirkman at that you know at New York Comic Con, so it was cool to actually have someone who talk to them that we can actually say hey look we actually got some news yeah you i was know? glad i was able to give you guys some news that week oh that's <laughs> nice and it was really cool too because you actually got to him to talk got to talk about like um you know the live the, action the movie movie you know seth rogan a little bit and the the differences between mm -hmm. both the animated series and the movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah i cool. it's it's a funny story um the way that it kind of like worked out was so random uh, so I was with, with my guys at the comics pals and we, um, at New York comic con every year we go and do interviews at artist alley and everything and try to connect with different creators. And, um, we were waiting to interview Declan Shalvey, uh, who's an artist, um, who's great. Yeah. And, uh, I, I guess him and Robert are friendly and Robert was there to give him a book that he had like said he was going to loan him or something. Oh, yeah. And uh, I had been, I had like taken five. I had just went and actually talked to to Ryan and um, Otley, and was uh, was like chatting with him because I've interviewed him uh, him a few times. And, Which is uh, funny, yeah. I actually um, we we saw that interview years ago too because that was a couple years old, right? You're Otley. Yeah, I've, I've interviewed him three or f three or four times now. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I think two or maybe just twice with the comics pals. I did it once with an older outlet, but that you can't find that interview anymore. Okay, got it. Yeah, it was right um, after Spider Man. You were talking all about Invincible stuff then. Okay, so, yeah. So I remember, I remember us talking about that interview years ago. But yeah. yeah, that that was probably in I guess twenty eighteen, maybe twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was, it was a couple years ago. Um, so I had chatted with him and I was trying to <clears throat> get him to sit down with me again, but he was too busy. And uh, so I, I went back and was like, all right, I'm going to take a five. And I was sitting down and one of my guys who was there prepping for the interview runs over and he's like, man, that's Kirkman over there. He's like, you got to go talk to him. So like I go up, I introduce myself. He was really nice. He was just and, standing uh, there? Yeah, he, was, he, he had been talking to Declan and as yeah. soon as they were done and he went to walk away, I kind of just saddled up to him and was like, <laughs> hi, I'm Pete. Like, please talk to me for a second. And I asked him, I was like, you know, I'm sure you're really busy and you don't have time to chat with me today, but like, I would love to like, you know, interview you sometime or like, you know, maybe get on a Skype call or something, whatever, you know, you could do. Um, you're, you're my favorite writer and I'd really love to get to pick your brain sometime. And he's, and he pulls out his phone and I'm thinking <laughs> he's going to give me, you know, contact info or something or whatever. And he's like, 
I got 10 minutes right now. He's like, can you make that work? And I was like, I can make that work. <laughs> That's awesome. Kirkman is so like good to his fans. It's crazy. It's oh, crazy yeah. how good. What's even crazier though, <laughs> is that you did that in interview on the fly. Yeah, I had I had no you had preparation. That's crazy. <laughs> it was That's... just right off the top of my head. Yeah. It, watching the interview, it looked like you prepared for it. You did really well for it. I I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean I've I've been um doing interviews for a long time. Like I studied journalism in college, so I have that kind of background. Mm-hmm. Um, so like generally, I do prep for my interviews. But with Kirkman, you know, like for somebody I'm so familiar with, it was just like okay, I I can chat with him. Like what are the things I want to know the answers to? You know, like mm-hmm. that's, there you go. You know, have and you, that was all I really had to do. Have you talked to him before? Have you had like a formal sit down conversation with him anytime before that one? I had never had a formal conversation with him before. I met him once as a fan before I was uh, in press or anything when I was a few years younger. And, um, oh my God, it must've been like 2012. And uh, I went to go see, see a Skybound panel and he was at the back talking to a couple of, uh, you know, I guess friends of his or whatever. And I went and chatted with him for a few minutes then and was kind of like, hey, I really hate to bother you, but will you please sign my Invincible 15? And he was super nice about it, you know, and was like very, very, like you said, man, like he's really good to his fans. And that's something that I really admire about the guy because, I mean, at this point, like he's a multimillionaire celebrity. Like yeah. it would be real mm-hmm. easy he, for him to. Act like no, mm-hmm. yeah. no, yeah, it's, I, yeah. It's funny, I remember, like we just got to go up to his signing so and it was funny because all three of us got to go up at the same time and he's sitting there at the table and we we get up there and we just like kind of blank for a second and i remember just being like i got nothing you know what i mean no. like i just yeah. remember thinking he was like, like making I, fun of us he's like you're the invincible podcast you don't have more questions for me <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was just so much to finally get to that that mm-hmm. moment, moment that yeah. we just yeah. kind of blanked out a little bit but it, it you know we warmed up and we were able to talk a bit but so was that before or after he had been on the show that was it after. Was after. That was yeah. After. Okay. That's it's cool that he remembered you guys. And, that, and that, yeah. well, that was our first time actually meeting him in person because yeah. before it was, well, it was when he was your first time. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, TJ. Hey. Yeah, yeah. He did ask where Bill and yeah, I. Yeah, he did yeah. say where Bill and Ryan. But yeah, because no, I had met him the year before I went to New York without them. Yeah. With, a, with another okay. friend of mine, yeah. I met him. But otherwise, yeah, like we're saying, just him him agreeing to be mm-hmm. on our podcast, like spur of the moment, and then giving us like over an hour was incredible so yeah right how how, how did you guys connect with him was it because you had met him at comic-con prior or no i I mean no no we haven't hadn't met he had known who he works we had been doing the podcast for a couple years i reached out to some skybound you know marketing people and stuff like that but otherwise it was just you know asking and then he saw that he saw that we were recording um for the episode and then he reached out on twitter and was like hey when when are you guys recording he reached out to us wow. the day the day that the final issue came out yeah, yeah. and he was like so when are you guys wow. recording your next podcast and we're like and tomorrow i saw it on twitter <laughs> and it was like 10 30 at night and i'm like me i texted like the two of them and then me and bill were freaking out because ryan was sleeping and we we're trying to like wake up ryan to respond <laughs> wake <on> up <laughs> <laughs> and i couldn't go back to sleep that was man, oh yeah we were all up the we entire were so just it, it was great yeah how, oh my god how were you introduced to kirkman's work so i got turned on to him it's it's funny because i was a really big fan of ultimate marvel when I was um like yeah. a teenager yeah. so i actually read his ultimate x-men yes. run before i knew that that was him yeah you know just because it was like when i was younger i wasn't really like following creators i was following characters that i liked you know um and i so i had that was the first time i'd ever been exposed to his stuff but when i really got into his work was 
right few months after the first season of The Walking Dead had come out, and there was kind of, like, some buzz around it, but it was before it really, like, blew up, you know? Yeah. And um, I watched the first season on Netflix or whatever and was like, oh, this is really cool, and was like, oh, this is based on a comic that has, like, you know, a hundred issues at this point or whatever it was at the time, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in and give it a shot, because at that point, I was really just kind of mostly a Marvel guy, but I was starting to get into more like indie stuff and you know like stuff that was more in images uh, wheelhouse so i decided i wanted to give it to give it a go and i remember the first night that i started reading um i was like by i was getting the digitals and i uh i i think i must have read like the first like 20 something in like a night or two and was just like this is amazing and uh after I'd gotten into walking dead and i was like trying to read more about him and everything i was like oh invincible like Let's check that out. And it's like, it's funny because I remember I read the first, you know, probably the first arc, the first like six or so issues and was like, yeah, this is pretty good. Like, I like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm going to keep reading it. And and I sat down the next night to read more of it and got through to the end of the, you know, um, like the stuff when you get the first reveal about Omni-Man and like, oh man, this is next level. This yeah. is incredible. I feel like and that's for, that's most people's take on it. That was oh, yeah. just get too, to that. Yeah. That's even Kirkman's take on it. Like yeah, even which, even yeah. he knows. Which I don't you know? want to get too sidetracked or anything, but I'm so curious about how they're going to remedy that in the animated series because you know they're not going to spend three episodes we without have getting one. to that. We have yeah, yeah. one. We've, We've talked, talked about, about it. I know, I know. Yeah, I think you could do the first twelve issues as one one episode, and like yeah. maybe you pepper in some of the other stuff as like a flashback or something, and you know whatever. Like I think there's a way that you can make the end of the first episode that moment end. Mm-hmm. I think then we'll, so the so end so. of the first episode. In my opinion, will be Omni Man Omni Man killing the yeah. Guardians, yeah. and then the end of the second episode will be eleven twelve the fight. Maybe Oof. we'll see. Maybe, Maybe. yeah, I-, I could see that. Yeah, but anyways, it's it's crazy to it's like the first like us getting into comics, and I remember when we were you know first getting into them. Um, you, I know Bill, you started reading Walking Dead and everything mm-hmm. like that, and I wanted, I loved, I grew up X Men, Cyclops, you know, I, I loved yeah. those characters. And uh, so I decided, you know, I'm going to start collecting from the entire series of Ultimate X-Men. So that's what I did, too. And uh, I had no idea. You know what I mean? It's still funny because to this day, I still haven't gone back and read. I don't know whether or not he'd want me to, you know, Kirkman's original Ultimate X-Men <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. I remember it was like the Phoenix stuff and there's some Nightcrawl. I, I don't remember a lot of it, but. I, mean, yeah, I haven't read I'd, it since I was like 17. I probably. know, right? I'd be really yeah. curious to go back and reread all that. But I, he, I mean, he also did. Um, Marvel Zombies around that time, too, during his Marvel Yes, stint. yeah. And that was a big deal at the time. Yeah, so. he did, like, the third volume, or... Or was the first one him? No, the first oh, one Did he do the first, first two? Yeah, yep. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. did start it? Really? Yeah. I thought he did, like, the second or the third. He I thought I thought one. I'm looking he did, at it. He did the first but one. But he... he oh, okay. I, I don't know if he... Yeah, it just happens to be right there. But he... I don't... I don't remember whether or not he did two. Definitely didn't do three and on. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I was I was under the impression he did like the second or third one as well. I didn't okay. realize he did the first one. Um, yeah. That's yeah, that's cool. That does say his I, name, right, TJ? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's the best one, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So, um, I remember when we watched your interview for the first time. Like, it seemed like the first time that Kirkman gave any like real interesting information about the movie other than yeah. like yeah it's happening oh yeah seth rogan and evan mm-hmm. goldberg and blah blah blah. like 
the way that I that that I like to think of us three, mm-hmm. like you know Ryan, TJ, and myself, is like fire ants. Where like if a dead bird falls on the ground, <laughs> like we we like pick it apart, and then and then when we scatter, there's just bones left. Guys, so when, Seth Rogen said he's writing the third draft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's let's, let's take it. let's take four hours out of our day and just talk about that and what it could mean. So when he said like when he described what the movie was, it felt I felt like really good. Yeah. About it, like I felt real. Like yeah. I was like, oh, it's that's not, that's such a like um like satisfying a, like a response. satisfying realistic way for a, for a creator to be like yeah it's not going to be like the fucking cartoon yeah. like it's not going like, to be like that like he was telling you like yeah the cartoon's great because we can go to the moon and stuff like yeah. that the movie you know might have to be a little bit more grounded yeah when he said the word right. distilled like you take everything and just distill it to like what it what the core is like mm-hmm. I was like oh yeah like Thank that's you. how you make it work yeah yeah Definitely. well and. I think the thing that's kind of fun about it too is – and it's something that we argue about on on my show a lot where is it better to have a movie that is like really, really trying to just tell the story again in a new medium or is it better to capture the essence and do something new? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the fact that we have both the live action movie and the cartoon, we can kind of have our cake and eat it too. You know, that's like we can get yeah. the cartoon which will probably just be – beat for beat the comic with some of the fat trimmed and the movie's going to have to be something different because, you know, especially if there's only one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like how, where do you tell the first chapter of that story? I mean, is it it a sci-fi movie? Is it a movie about family on earth? Like it it, it can go. Is it satire? Is it like a Superman satire? satire? Like, is it like, I I don't mean satire, like scary movie, but like, you know what I mean? Does I mean, it like there's entire there's entire arcs where it's mm-hmm. sci-fi, then there's entire arcs where it's like here's the Justice League, and you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, yeah, it, it, it changes the so thing much. that the, the thing that I oh go ahead it, TJ Captain and Father you fucking <laughs> it's about a father and son yeah I agree oh, they're overall from I agree. from beginning mm-hmm. to end it is that family it's a father story. and son yeah but if it's a movie and it's distilled down to like I feel like they would have to make it about the tropes you know what I mean. Like, and you, you, they have to go into it with an expectation of how many films it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't, you can't do it in one. So, it, I think to your point, TJ, like doing it about just focusing on the relationship between Mark and Omni Man, like, makes a lot of sense. But in the same breath, like after the fight, he's gone for so long. <laughs> it's not what that it is. Almost yeah. can't be what it's about. So I think if anything, it'll probably be about they're falling out and the ramifications of that and then him trying to like fill his father's shoes Mm -hmm. you know and have it be more about kind of legacy you know and Mm -hmm. and living in nolan's shadow and how do you measure up to the greatest hero in the world you know Mm -hmm. and then maybe the next film is about oh we find out he's still out there yeah and what does that mean now you know after living up to all that you know it's now just, that you're the new the new sheriff in town. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just so interesting to think about like when you when you think of a remake or like taking your like a comic and turning it into a movie, you want it to be verbatim, right? Mm-hmm. And then think about the things that we've gotten that were that that we hated, i.e. the Disney remakes, right? Like Beauty uh, and the Beast I don't mind those. and Aladdin. Like I'm they were the mobile. same movie, but dude, the newest Mulan trailer, I was like, this looks like Mulan. But it looks like it's a period war movie and it looks fucking awesome. Like they're changing it in all the right ways. Well, and and I think you – I I don't know because it's tough because I I think like you compare it to something like Walking Dead or like Mm -hmm. like even the MCU. And I think the reason that those adaptions are successful is because 
they capture the spirit of what makes the source yeah. material good. Yeah. And I know, like, you know, I, I fell off Walking Dead a while ago now, but I, I know, I think I would have fallen off much earlier if it was just the same beats over mm-hmm. and over. Exactly. You know, because exactly. I don't need to have that story retold to me. I've read it more than once, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel the same way about Invincible. Like, I, I, I want the cartoon to be truer to the books, but I feel like for the film, like, take the liberties that you need to in the same way that something like Scott Pilgrim did, where it's like, yes. get the point across, yes. you know? Like, get get what makes that universe and the way that, you know, Kirkman approaches superheroes, like, that's what you need to get across, you know? You, you know what a great example of capturing the spirit is? Mm-hmm. Is in the, I think it, I forget what season it was in The Walking Dead, but when they, spoiler alert, everyone, if you haven't watched The Walking Dead, Sophie. Remember when Sophie was in the barn the entire time? Yes. And she yeah. walks and she walks out and everyone's just kind of standing there like, oh my god, she was missing yeah, the whole time? That was great. That wasn't in the comic, but that was like Kirkman. That was like a Kirkman-esque moment that was the spirit. Yeah. That made The Walking Dead. If the show would have continued having moments like that that were mm-hmm. like, oh my god. So if Invincible does that, it's completely different. Like, yeah. it's completely different, com- mm-hmm. like, with the character, but it fucking worked. Like, I think we all agree. Yeah. But, like, that's the best thing we've seen on this show, and it's completely different from the comic. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it's about, like, recreating what what makes the, the, the book special, mm-hmm. you know? Because it, it's not going to be a one-for-one. One. It's a different yeah. medium, and, like, yeah. you have to tell the story differently. Yeah. Now, if the animated series is going to be a little bit closer one-for-one, one, I'm sure it'll have differences but if that is going to be a little bit closer what and and it goes on and tells the entire story what are you looking forward to most i think um the thing i'm looking forward to the most is being able to talk about invincible outside of with the one friend i have who <laughs> likes it and with you guys right now because i um i i love the the walking dead comic and i think the first at least the first five seasons of the show are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, stand by it and everything, but I've always thought that Invincible was better. I've always thought that it's Kirkman's best work and the fact that, like, Walking Dead is the thing that hit and that's what he's known for. And Invincible is always kind of like, oh, that's that other book that he did, right? That's, like, in the shadow. I yeah. want it to have its opportunity to connect with new readers and in the same way that like the boys did when that came out, you know, and then all of a sudden the volumes of the book are selling like crazy and people are aware of it in a way they weren't before. Mm -hmm. And I, I want that for invincible, especially because now that the book's over, it can't be influenced, you know, like the book is what it is and it's great. And it's there for you if you want to go get into it. And like, yeah, maybe this like, gets Kirkman thinking about the book again, maybe him and Otley reunite and do like a post book or something like that. I'd be down. But even if we never get another book, I love the idea that Invincible can live on and find new people to connect with it. Because I think especially given how hard it is to get into mainstream comics after watching like an MCU movie, Mm -hmm. Invincible doesn't have that problem. Like, it's a one-for-one one in the same way that Walking Dead was. Yeah. And that was why that book's numbers skyrocketed when the show became a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as, um, what about as far as, like, moments like beats. in the in the comic? Other than dinosaurs, because that's obvious. That I, I don't know if it's obvious. It's the obvious answer. I think the Viltrumite War is probably 
where I go because I think there's so much great work done there um, artistically, but there's a lot of like skipping around, you know, like there's a lot of minutia that like the book doesn't always get like usually it gets into the minutia. But I feel like with the war, there's kind of a lot of like it's almost like snapshots yeah. of the events, you know, mm-hmm. and I would love to see like some time, of those battles played out. Could you imagine? Time passes a lot quicker during the Viltrumite yeah. War. I mean, obviously, you know, he comes back and a lot's changed with Eve, but otherwise, you know, you're, you know, with Mark being in a coma um, and, you know, the whole thing. I mean, it's out. literally one issue of a comic, but even like just the, the, the action parts were a couple panels at a time. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, man, could you imagine that stretched out? Like if there were to be something I mean, that would be stretched. being one, one hour episode oh of my, the animated series. Oh my God. Just oh, issue dude. 75. Or like, um... Or, or like any of the big battles, you know, like like the whole um, like I, I I don't know about you guys, but I remember the moment that like sticks out to me the most in the book are um, the f- two actually uh, <laughs> are the first time that Oliver kills someone when he goes through the twins, oh, yeah. and uh, and when Eve loses her leg, oh, like yeah. thinking that she was, I was like, oh my god, she's dead. Like, she, mm-hmm. like she's and dead. she was pregnant, like super pregnant. Yeah, then. yeah. So we're like, oh right. fuck. <laughs> and I was, and I, and you know, knowing what we know about all the alternate marks and everything, I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, no, no. And I remember reading that issue and like putting, like putting, uh, yeah, I was reading it on my on my phone at the time. And I remember putting it down and just being like, I need to go have a glass of water. I need a sandwich <laughs> before do. I get back to. Yeah. The, you do like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't see what happens right now. <laughs> I think like some of those moments, I'd like to see how how do you adapt them and how do you make them have the same uh, impact? Because like I think so much of why those moments work is like Otley's art and the way it's mm-hmm. paced where like you see something happen and then you turn the page and it's that, <gasps> you know, yeah, like yeah. I want to I want to have those moments again and I want to experience them with other people, too, because yeah. it's so hard to get someone to read Invincible because it's like, do you want to read this book that has 130 or what is it? 40, 144, 144 issues. Yeah. And the answer most people give are, oh, it's like such a commitment. I don't know. Uh, you know, <laughs> or they get one volume. And they're like, I really liked it. And then I never read more. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's a show, it's so much easier to get people to watch something than to read something. Yeah. And then if they like the show, then I can be like, here's the stack of books. Yeah, right. <laughs> Plus the comic is like, it's almost like if someone doesn't read comics, you have to stay behind them with a stick and poke them to like finish yeah. the first eight. Yeah, you know, exactly. you're like, keep going, yeah, keep right. going. Like you're keep, really close keep to going. something really cool. Just, keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Trust just keep me. going. And then when they do, they're happy they did. And then you can back away and you can go live your life. And they're just and they're, doing it by themselves yeah. by, by that point. Yeah. 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 That's that's definitely like, I think the book's biggest problem yeah. is that it has a slow start and like getting someone to read something that's that it's, kind of commitment is already an uphill battle. Right. And then like if they read the first six and they're like, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, but like you said though, I mean, it, for what like Captain America has done with MCU, like where do people start with that? You know what I mean? Like, is it any easier? Is it? I mean, it's well, at least someone has an issue one. At least you can go yeah. to Barnes and Noble and find the beginning of Invincible. And it's a straight line, right? Exactly. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not like you have to jump in and and realize, oh, like six one six cap is totally different than the cap that I know, and he knows all these people that I don't know, and what's going on, and yep. what you know, what's this reference to editorial from something I've never read, and all that kind of stuff that really is just like a brick wall that you don't have that problem with Invincible. It's more just like I pr- like 
commit to 12 issues. Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. Get that far in, yeah. and, like, that moment doesn't do it for you, then, like, okay, fine. Yeah. Bounce Here, out. Here's something that you, you touched on for a minute, and we actually haven't really talked about. Um, but uh, in your interview with uh, Ryan Otley, he mentioned that he had a two-year contract with Marvel and that he doesn't know whether or not, like, he said, oh, yeah, maybe I'll stick with them or, or whatnot. I just looked it up. That's uh, that w- Amazing Spider-Man 1 came out. It would it's be like two April, years right? in July. July. So July okay. would be two years since Amazing Spider-Man one. You well, know? I don't know. Principal ended two years ago. It was announced. <laughs> it was announced. <laughs> month, it was announced in like Jeez. March or April that he was doing Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I feel like it'd be sooner. I thought I looked it up and it was the first issue came out in July. Yeah. So first issue. July. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. That's what I mean. So he, you know. So he probably would have started working like yeah. yeah in June maybe. He's he's gonna stay though I think. Yeah. I don't so know. That, I mean, we, we would. I think he's gonna stay. I mean, he can. He I can, can always do I it. I can see him stuff. doing another. I could see him signing another one or two year contract. But he did yeah. say that he would. He'd be down for doing more with Kirkman or down for like. Is there something else you would like to see him do or any? I really guesses? I really want to see him work on another independent book. Yeah. Uh, because, like Spider Man is my. I don't know if you guys can see. I've got a little Spider Man toy on my uh, headphones oh, nice. here. <laughs> uh, I I love Spider Man. Like Spider Man is my original favorite superhero before you know uh, Invincible came along, and I I was so excited for him to work on Spider Man. But I just hit a point where I'm just like I don't really like reading monthly superhero books. Like like most big two superhero books on a month to month just don't hold my attention like i'm loving what's going on in x-men right now mm-hmm. um but that's because that feels like bigger it feels like it's going towards something it's not just like what's peter parker up to for the 900th time yeah. you know like I, I i would rather read something like uh like chip Zdarsky did like life story last year where it's like oh this is like a concise six issue story you know about spider-man i would have rather seen otley work on something yeah, like that yeah. than a monthly book so to me, if he's going to keep working with Marvel, that's tight. But I want to see him do more like graphic novel style stuff or stuff that is like a intended miniseries that he could really like dig in and work on those six issues or go back to a monthly like image book or, you know, at any of the other smaller publishers that are out there, you know, and, and do something that is creator owned because I, I, I want to see him like be challenged a little bit more, yeah. you know, because like I feel like. With Spider-Man, not to denigrate any of the work that he's been doing, but he even said in my interview where he's like, well, it's pretty much just Mark and Eve, you know, like yeah. it's and the same kind of thing. And instead of blood, it's webs. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Instead of intestines, it's, just... it's webs. Exactly. Like, yeah. And I, I'd, I'd love to see him do something that like really pushes him in the same way that Invincible did, yeah. you know, when he was working on it then, because as, as great as the stuff he's doing on Spider-Man is like, you know, it it doesn't feel as like landmark, you know, as the stuff that, because he's my favorite artist, you know, and it's, it's because of Invincible and the amazing work that he's done there. And I want to see him, you know, have to draw more crazy space creatures or like what, and whatever, it doesn't have to be sci-fi. You can go do fantasy. Like I just want him to be, be doing more wild and weird stuff. I agree. I want that too. Um, I want him to do creator-owned stuff. I want him to do, like, bloody stuff, like Invincible, things like that. But if I were Otley, like, you could do creator-owned stuff for the rest of your life. You're working for Marvel right now. I, if I were Otley, I'd resign it with Marvel yeah. in a oh, second. Oh, yeah. Take the money, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
I mean, at, at, uh, we don't know how the money works and all that other stuff and, and how, like, you know, Image pays to Marvel. I'm sure it's different, obviously, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But I feel like, I, I, we don't know Otley personally, but, you know, through his work and through hearing him speak and talk and just, like, the passion in which he draws, like, you could almost see that, that he ha- he obviously had a little bit more freedom and control over Invincible you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. he was he like, yeah, <laughs> and and I feel like working, it's like find, finding your dream job and then being like, I kind of liked the girl that I was dating back there maybe a little bit more. I don't know why I get I that know. feeling. I don't, because yeah. when he was on, all he talks about is how much he loved Spider-Man growing up, and yeah. this is his dream to be on Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I don't... It's because yeah, they pay his mortgage. Years now, right? Yeah, it's because they pay his mortgage, so he's like, I yeah. love Spider-Man! It's a bummer that I, it probably isn't allowed when being in a contract with Marvel, but mm-hmm. especially because he is doing the off and on again, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. He's doing the six issue or six month or whatever, on, six month off. It's a shame that he couldn't be doing other stuff, indie that, stuff well, in, in the office. I think it's because he's like – he takes his time. Yeah. You know, like Invincible used to get delayed a lot, and that's because, like, he really puts in the extra mile, you know? And, and I think for, like, a book like The Amazing Spider-Man, like, he's not, like, made for a book like that, I don't think. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's not that the work isn't great. It's just, like, I I, I think I'd rather see something where he's, like, more – you know, um, like more involved in the creative process too. Hundred percent. You know, hundred percent. Because like yeah. Kirkman always talks about how like his artists are really like collaborators, you know, mm-hmm. and like they have agency over how the story plays out in a way that like he probably doesn't on a book like Spider Man. Yeah. Um. So you know, I don't know. I just it's it, it's great to see him on like one of the three biggest comics in the world. <laughs> it's great to yeah. see him no, getting that great. level of attention. Like. And I'm I'm stoked about it. But after two years, I would kind of like to see him do something else now. Yeah, agreed. Um, favorite character? Oh, I, I mean, always got to ask. It's I feel so trite saying so, but it's like it's it's Mark and Eve. You know, like their their dynamic and Mark as a character are what like really drew me into Invincible. You know, is that Mark is a He's like a pretty complex hero. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things that he does and a lot of arcs where like he's doing things that are really questionable and he goes down some really crazy paths um, mentally and emotionally. And that is what I like about him. You know, he's challenging a little bit like he's not just a, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people compare him to Superman because of their power set. But it's like he's far more of a Peter Parker, you yeah. know, like he's he's kind of a screw up at heart. <laughs> Definitely. As far as um, Invincible getting bigger, we talked about it a little bit and kind of becoming a little bit more mainstream. Any uh, any hopes for stuff other than the movie and show, like any merch or anything like that that you want to see? Like you want to go into Hot Topic and see Invincible <laughs> stuff everywhere? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, um, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm in a weird spot with that because I'd like there to be more, but probably not a lot more. Yeah, yeah, you know, because like um, I have almost every piece of invincible merch that's ever been made. Uh, like you got, you know, have you guys ever seen the statue? Oh, like yeah. that? There's only you have one. I yeah. have one of them too. Yeah, it's great. Um, and I've got the Eve one he's as right well. Next to, he's like, right next to Eve. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got the same too. And like the Eve one's a lot less nice, but yeah, um, <laughs> the price is a lot le- is a lot nicer. But. That's for sure. <laughs> So, like, I would like to see more stuff like that. Like, I'd love for when I go to New York Comic Con and I go to the Image booth and I'm like, do you have any new Invincible stuff? And they're yeah, like, right. no, we don't. Yeah. I would love for there to be stuff. 
Yeah. You know, I'd love for there to be more shirts, a few more things, but I don't need it to be uh, commercialized to the level that like Walking Dead is, where there's like no. an invincible cookie jar or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't need all it's that. Nice, you know? It's nice to be able to get everything. Once it reaches the point in which you cannot possibly have everything that's Walking Dead branded, you know yeah. what I mean? It's it's moved into the stratosphere of just it's un it's unattainable. You know, or then... there's stuff you don't even want. Like you know, like yeah. there was like I remember they. Uh, I used to get like loot crate like years ago and I remember they gave me like uh, a string of like bar soap that were like ears from Walking Dead and I was like I don't who wants oh, Walking like, Dead like, soap like uh, Daryl's yeah. Yeah. yeah necklace of ears or something uh -huh. as, as soap as soap and I was like <laughs> yeah that's where we're going with this like yeah. I don't need that I don't we don't need all that but now yeah. I want an invincible cookie jar. No, you know, that's not actually that bad. It's like science dog. Like, I don't know. That could be cool. All right, all right. Uh, but something I've always wanted is I think it, I would love to see. Beast. <laughs> or no, yes, it'd be dinosaurs. Yes. It'd be like ripping open yeah. dinosaurs. Like... <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's good. See, all right. You know, maybe, see, maybe there's yeah. cookie jars, whole set of them. Yeah. I always wanted to see uh, a Telltale Invincible game. Oh, yes. I know. I and know. now that it's like. You know the real Telltale's kind of gone. Like it's I don't really not. know that I. They're kind. They're kind of gone, but they're. they're, they're like, then, then who's doing Wolf Among That's Us? What I mean. Can they you explain kind of resurrect them? But it's so, also a, you go ahead. You. I can explain it. Yeah. Um. So when the original the original Telltale studio went out of business, it went bankrupt. They laid off their entire staff. The branding has been purchased by two other people who like bought it and all of the like uh, rights to a bunch of the games that had been in development that weren't finished or weren't started like wolf among us too so and they were like oh we we're like we would love to rehire some of the original staff but there haven't been any significant like creative people that worked on it who have come back to the studio mm -hmm. so we're gonna get wolf among us too i'm stoked about that but it's not the same creative team so that gives me pause a little bit yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be oh the people that did walking dead season one are doing invincible you know and if that was the case yes i'd be all about that oh but, my god season one of walking dead telltale yeah. so yeah. good was that, wasn't that, that like that was gary widow too right yeah gary widow worked on that yeah 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 i mean obviously your kirkman interview you had your kfaf shirt on like huge go for it connect oh you guys are kind of funny fans oh, oh yeah yeah oh, that's, that's like, honestly they're we the gotta, reason we gotta hang out more you guys <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're the reason why we kind of started why we the podcast and uh really? oh, oh yeah. yeah i mean yeah, podcast man. beyond back in the day and then greg's obviously a huge invincible fan and um you've seen his freak out video finding out about the news um that the invincible is being turned into a movie yeah. yeah, yeah, that was me in the chat being like, "No, seriously, like, I, like, it's it's real. Look this up." And this is amazing. It was great. It was great. But uh, oh man, that's crazy. Small world. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. But um, but speaking of that, that actually ties in nicely. I want to hear a little bit more before we wrap up. I want to hear a little bit more about um, comics panels and the kind of stuff you guys do. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the comics pals is um a group I I co-founded in 2016. So we're we're coming up on our fourth year here, mm -hmm. and um you know our, our main show is the comics pals. It's a weekly comic book podcast where we talk about news and culture about around the comic book industry. And uh, we often like lately we've been doing lots of reviews. That wasn't something we did like historically, but we've been real into the X Men stuff. So we've been reviewing that on, reviewing that on the show. Uh, whenever there's like a movie or a big TV show or whatever, we've got our coverage out of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of just like anything and everything under the comic book sun. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we we cover. 
And uh, we also do a monthly book club where, you know, you can like at, we'll tell you in advance, you read the book, come for our, our discussion and, you know, writing questions, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we do, we do a bunch of different products and like we used to have a video game show. We just did a Watchmen show. So we, we have a lot of stuff out there, but, uh, we're mainly focused on, on comic stuff again. And you guys days. do a lot of interviews too. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, we always go to New York comic con and that was where my Kirkman interview, my Otley interviews took place. Uh, we go to Keystone comic con. Now we used to go to wizard world, but that's kind of been on the downslope these last couple of years. Um, so yeah, we, we try to get to as many conventions and like the East coast kind of area as we can. And, uh, make connections and stuff because we always have creators on the show and do interviews and stuff as well so that's the best way to you know make that connection and show them that we're good <laughs> what's uh what's keystone so keystone is uh reed pop who does new york comic-con yeah, keystone yeah. is the philadelphia con that they do oh okay cool yeah it's it's fairly new i think it's only been like two or three years now but yeah. I, I was there last year for the first time i think yeah. good turn yeah yeah, it was good. It was it was solid. Um, it's definitely smaller mm -hmm. than New York. It's uh -huh. way more like it's may, way more like a Wizard World. You uh -huh. know, it's kind of more that mid level where it's not as small as you know some local comic conventions can be. Because like they had uh, what's his name? Tom Holland was there, and like they had the the um, the Weasley twins from Harry Potter, yeah. and then like the actress who played Ginny was there. So there was like a lot of those kind of like celebrity pop culture guests and yeah. then like you know the artist alley is more mid to small level people mm -hmm. so kind uh, of like a kind of like a cross between our our niagara falls and our toronto like not quite not yeah. quite toronto but a little bit better than niagara falls from the sound of it yeah yeah it's it's, it's in that mid-tier kind of level and i mean that with absolutely no disrespect oh, yeah. great convention um and i had I, I like those smaller cons like new york comic con is like the show you know and i'm, I'm about it but that was way uh, too much, man. Yeah. So it's a much. lot. And I, I thrive on it. Like, I do yeah. well in that environment because I'm there to work and, you know, I'm there to have fun. And, you know, it's it's a good time. But they're exhausting. Whereas, like, something like Keystone is, like, way more low-key, you know. And it's nice because I live in Philadelphia. So it's, you know, can take an Uber over there instead yeah. of driving and parking. And it's uh, it's it's way, way more relaxed. And I appreciate that about it. I but you don't run into Robert Kirkman there. So, you know. Yeah. I love it's how they're up. like, uh, yeah, New York Comic Con, it was too much. And we just confirmed that we're going to be going to San Diego Comic Con this year. Hey, I, I mean, it's too much. <laughs> but at least I know. Like, I, I just know that. I can't do it all. You can't see it all. You yeah. Just oh, gotta, yeah, yeah. You, it's too many people. You just kind of have to focus on what you want to do and just do it. Suck it up and do it. Yeah. So wait, so you guys aren't going to New York this year, but you are going to San Diego? New York right. is questionable. Yeah. We're, okay. but... we're doing San Diego, uh, but we're, we're up are, in the air for New York. Odds are minimum, you'd probably end up going to New York again. I'd love to go to New York again, but it's going to be tough to do both. both. It really depends on how San Diego goes, like what kind of news, news we'll get, what kind of... Yeah, because you know, last yeah. year we, we, we went to New York because we... We're we, we, were like, we were like, this is the year. Stuff's going to happen. Like, here we go. I would have lost yeah. a $500 bet. Yeah? Yeah. If Because if, I, we I was that sure that we'd have some sort of news. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah. Now, and every, so every major convention, we're like, this will be it, so we have to go to this one. <laughs> so we'll see. It's and here gonna, we are going guys, to San Diego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys should definitely go to New York because I'm going to be there and we should hook up. That's right. That's right. I mean, we've been well, – speaking of uh, – I was going to ask you, Philadelphia – do you read Oblivion song? 
I haven't read it yet. It's in Philadelphia. It's in Philadelphia. I didn't know that. Yeah. I oh, it's so good. Arc, like the singles, and I, I just never. So what actually happened was I started picking it up when it was first coming out, and I was, I was just behind or whatever. And uh, the guy at the shop I used to go to when I lived in New Jersey, like told me the entire plot of the first arc okay. after I was just like, oh, I haven't read it yet. I'm oh. really looking forward to it. And he's like, oh, well, here's everything that happens. And I was like, well, you just kind of killed my enthusiasm to read uh. this. I guess I'll come back to it. But now, there you go. There's. I mean, experience. I'll tell you what, though. It's 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 ending its fourth arc, and uh, there are like 24 there's issues so in. There's so much more after the first arc. Like, it's yeah. funny to think of that as spoilers because so much more happens. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's well, yeah. At the time, it was like new. Oh no! So of course. Now it's like mm-hmm. I don't even remember anything. You don't even, yeah, exactly. So no. just no, think of it guys, like you guys do an Oblivion song show too, right? Yeah. 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 Just think of it like Invincible. You gotta give it more than just six issues. You know, where, where would you say is where is where's is its issue it's, 12 moment? It's a little tougher for a Oblivion song because he uh, is issue very, one. I disagree. I don't think so. Go on. No, I don't think I don't think it is like Invincible at all. I, it's I, not. I think it's, it's consistent not. from the get go. Like it, okay. it, it's, it, it's is very, a, it is a steady climb the entire time. Exactly. It's, it's right. not. It's but not like this. Where issue it, one isn't like. I mean, issue one isn't like holy shit. No. But there isn't a holy shit. It is a constant. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's oh, not. Yeah. It kind of hits the ground but, running. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, if I had to put, if I had jogging, to, I'd if say. I had to put a number okay. to it, okay. yeah. if I had to put a number to it, and give you an issue number, nineteen, and I know that that's Holy high. Holy crap! Really? Nineteen, absolutely. Right. You know what nineteen is? Um, my my thing is, I'll commit either way. I'm dude, a Kirkman guy. Like, like dude, I just gotta read it, you know. If you want to be impressed, like with Lorenzo De Felici's art, yeah. Yeah. um, and Anna Anna Annalise Annalise um, Leone. Annalise yeah. So. Their their team uh, is awesome, dude. Like, like his art is like ex- every issue is just exponentially better than the last. And we just spend so much time, like we did in Invincible, like just picking ap- apart the art and how fucking awesome yeah. it is. Yeah. And Lorenzo's a really fucking cool dude too. Like I can't he actually wait to did see. The, uh, he did our our logo, our yeah. podcast logo. Oh really? He did it for yeah. free. He just sent it to us. It was That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. And um, we haven't recorded the the beginning of this podcast yet but we're going to talk a little bit about oblivion song and i'll just say like it might be a good time to catch up yes it might okay. be a good time to catch up so i'm gonna have to catch up and then come on that show that'll be the move hey there you <laughs> are you're welcome to come on so absolutely mm-hmm. well thank you so much for doing this this has been a ton of fun thanks for having me you guys of course. yeah anytime i i like i never get to talk invincible so oh yeah Anytime you need a guest, let me know. <laughs> well, just, uh, you, your comic pals. You, you mentioned that you had one friend that reads Invincible. It's none of the people on the show. Oh, what are they doing? What? what are I they know. doing? It's because it's not X-Men and none of them go skink or something like that, right? <laughs> I if you're... know. Well, it's funny because, you know, all of all of the guys are, are very into indie books. And, and, you know, like, it's just I have not been able to get any of them to commit because it's such a investment you know and, and they're it. just like oh, 150 uh, 150 issues i here's don't know you, here's what you do yeah. you make it a reoccurring theme on one of the shows one of your regular shows where it's like you check up on them so like once a month all they gotta do is read <laughs> one trade and it's just to get the invincible minute or whatever where it's so, like hey guys so we're gonna talk about invincible for <laughs> did one you just, minute did you just make a the invincible minute the invincible minute yeah so, so my, they're forced to for, for the show so you guys make content out of it come on <laughs> my hope is what i really want to do is i i want to uh, for our book clubs, I want to like get because we we made this rule when we started doing our book club where we're like, okay, we're never going to do more than like 
12, 18 issues max because yeah. that's a lot and we need to be able to prep and blah, 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 blah. And like just recently we did Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars and it was like 30 issues. So I'm like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. I'm going to do an Invincible Book Club as soon as uh, – like I, I think as soon as the show comes around, that'll be the perfect like SEO argument of like mm-hmm. everyone's going to be searching Invincible, guys. we got to get our there content. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Smart. And, and I'm going to loop them in and be like, all right, cool. We'll do like the first you know, do the, the first, first two volumes. The first 12, yeah. The first, 12, yeah. The, the first hardcover or the first three trades or whatever. It's weird. The, fir- the, whatever the first it is. numbering is weird. But 12 is a perfect ending point. The way it ends is, is like – you can keep going if you want, but otherwise you've got it. Like if you're not, if you're almost, not in. I almost want to make them go one arc past that because then they'll be like, "Oh, cool! Now we're in the meat of it." Now we're in the yeah. Know? Now we're in the superheroing, like the day to day, like stuff. The yeah. momentum yeah. is there, and they won't want to stop. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 I get it. And that's like when you really get into like, "Oh, here's who the team team is," and we're gonna start establishing like all the all, all the beats that like really yeah matter. Thought, like like the second you know hardcover. I consider that one to be all the. Uh, like let's let's throw everything at the wall. Here's a ton of villains. Here's a ton of side stories. Here's a ton of yeah. government stuff, like aliens. Everything. Let's put everything there. Here's and, all this stuff that we'll write out and forget about for like 50 issues, and exactly. then all right, it's back. Yes, because then you're hooked by that, and you need to know the answers. You know. But oh, yeah, that's 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 one of my favorite things about Kirkman as a writer is how he'll just like drop a thread for like yeah. two years and be like, oh, by the way, robots, like it's yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, but then he trains you to think like that, and then you find yeah. then you find things that aren't actually threads, like us fire ants, them. yeah, and obsess <laughs> over them. Uh, you guys are out here doing God's work, you know. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, this was great. So we'll we'll uh, we'll hopefully talk with you again soon. I mean, I'm excited to. To reconnect with a lot of people that we have on the show, have we uh, after the series is out and everything like that to get your yeah. thoughts then? You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. we've been for years now. We've been talking about you know what it's going to be like and what do you think of this and what do you think of this. I want to reconnect with everybody, especially you, about all this. Have we had a guest on Oblivion Song yet? No, the only guest we had, we had was someone sitting with us when you set out. That's right. That's right. So if you catch up, boom! You I could be number you could one. be number one, numero yeah. uno. Quite possibly. How many issues in are we? You said twenty four or something like that. Twenty four is coming out next week. All right, there we go. All right, gentlemen, I'll I'll, I'll get back that's to you. That's not bad. That's not bad. Like we were, like we were just saying, it's not a lot to. I could. That's a weekend. You know, yeah. I could. Do that. That's no problem. That's not bad. All right, thank you so much. And so it's uh, thanks again for having it, me. It, of course, it's so it's at loud underscore Pete. Yep, you got me. At loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. At the Comics Pals. At Loopots. Uh, com. That's everywhere. Go find me. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. 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 And we're back. What movie? I'm asking my listeners. What movie? It's Blade. It's Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Pete, for that chat. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we are now going to go into our uh, rereader with volume 18 the death of everyone. Bill is going to do like the blade. The blade song. I feel like it just fits throughout everywhere. the entire entirety of this uh, of this reread. Do you guys like Bulletproof? Zandal. I do. Yeah, I do. I like him for this volume and this volume only. I never liked him. No, from the very start. You got to admit though, like the, the, in this volume, like he has some fucking awesome. I story. think Kirkman was like, I don't think Bill likes him very much. Let's try to make him a little bit more interesting. Let's Kirkmanify it. Let's you're saying, Kirkmanify it. You're saying with later on in the series with what happens to him. 
Oh, you're saying right here? I'm talking about this, like his his backstory. Well, before this, like, there, there really wasn't much mm, about him. I mean, yeah, so. he's just like a cocky son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like that's his character, though. Yeah, he was a little. I suppose. Didn't the girl it was, it was weird love him? Bef- it was weird. On the new reader. Oh, I don't remember. I, I really feel like one of his loved him. Really, you I feel like that? they wouldn't because you, they were like he was like. It has been so he, long since the rereader. Like, and we know that because people stopped emailing us in saying that it was the best thing we've ever done. Right. It has been so long that I kind of want to listen to them. I kind of want to hear Liz and Brittany and hear their thoughts on this comment because I forgot. I honestly don't even remember whether or not they liked Xandal or... I feel like he, they couldn't have liked Xandal. Like, he hit on he hit on Eve I, and everything. I, no, I just... I, I remember yeah. them specifically uh, can't, talking can't. about this volume and me being like, I almost didn't even remember it because I didn't like it so much. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Not didn't like it, but like you didn't like this volume. Yeah. It's no, all no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, Xander stuff. I was gonna stuff. say. Yeah, bulletproof stuff. Hmm. <laughs> it's, really, it's really only in this issue, which right. Ninety-seven. <clears throat> I love this cover. Great cover. It's They're such great a cool cover. fucking cover. I will say, and we'll get to it. There is one issue, single issue in this volume that I think is terribly underrated in the Invincible series. Let's, let's get, try to let's try to guess it. it. The one Don't I think tell of? us. Because I kind of. All right, let's see. Let's see. Uh, but again, this cover is awesome. Uh, just uh, bulletproof, wearing the invincible costume. But uh, you could barely tell he's wearing the invincible costume. And looking at the blood splatter on the wall and in the reflection, it's the bulletproof costume. That's, Isn't this... that's my favorite thing about it? Mm. We talked blue knee pads, yeah. black. Yeah. We <gasps> talked about covers. This is one of that my we wanted to own. And I think this was... This is up there for me. And it was available for a long time, but it's ridiculously expensive. And if I'm going to spend that much, I'll spend a little bit more and get one that I like better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that issue 63 was available. Remember that? Three grand. Three grand. Please, I want it. Yeah. So good. So issue 97. uh, Previously, what happened was after the fight in... Was it Paris? London? England. <laughs> it was where the U- Australia. <laughs> it was, it was uh, the moon. It was in the UK because it's where the uh, the burger guy died with the with the graduation cap. Oh yeah, the flag. When Monax right. showed up, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was in the UK somewhere. Monax, man. But anyways, where that war was raging, um, Bulletproof was off fighting, and then he showed up afterwards and uh, and told his uh, girlfriend, what's her name? I'm looking at her. It sounds like Pamela Heather. Samsonite. <laughs> Samsonite, yeah. <laughs> so, so Swan, uh, Swan, he, to- he told her, and he's just talking out loud, like, hey, Claire, Clarique? <laughs> I don't know. He, he told her, like, hey, you know, he started talking as though he were a superhero, and she's like, uh, no, your parents are still here. And they heard him uh, and said, wait, we saw Tyrone, your, your, bro- your twin brother, on TV fighting the aliens. He was the one with the broken arm. What do you mean it was you? And so he just goes into his uh, his flashback, and we get some exposition. He tells them the truth of what's actually happened. Carla. Thank you. I said. Oh, Clarita. you like Clarita? Yeah. I, it was hitting. Yeah. Oh wow. Clarita. <laughs> Clarita. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, previously, we've learned that um, Zandel's parents don't like him, you know, and <clears throat> they they like his brother way more. And so, um, and they're not shy about it either. Like they, they always hated him and, mm-hmm. um, and liked to, you know, always favored his, his twin brother. Yeah. So they grew up very different lives. Tyrone was the scientist, the, the, the genius in the family and, uh, Zandel was the artist and, you know, long story short, 
uh, uh, Tyrone became obsessed with superpowers to the point where he wanted to try and replicate them, and he wanted to use his twin brother, so he drugged him as a guinea pig to see if he can... Which is, like is experiment which is fucked up. Which is fucked up. Fucked up and brilliant. I yeah. like how, writing. You know how, what I mean? So Zandel is telling his parents the story, and um, his brother even said, "Like I feel like it's fate that that we were twins because it's like the universe gave me a guinea pig. Yeah, because you're literally you're me." Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, he said he remarked that it was almost as if I was born for this purpose. Yeah, yeah, uh, a genetic double cool... to test on. So the experiment backfired, essentially. It, it failed somewhat. It, it gave Zandel the powers that he was, it was supposed to, but in doing so, it actually killed Tyrone. Um, but <clears throat> Zandel couldn't bring himself to tell his parents about it because he knew how much they loved, loved him. him. And so he went on living like a dual life, you know, pretending to be Tyrone and, you know, for his parents and then going off and... Um, Playing almost superhero like, as living a triple life because he's got Zandel, right. his brother, and he's got yeah. bulletproof. It's crazy. Yeah, um, we get to see some of his early days fighting um, Vault. Vault, who uh, like makes an appearance, and I swear every single tie-in, he mm-hmm. is like one of the most well-known, like or or well-used, or he just gets around. Vault is everywhere, uh, and Green Ghost showing up too. And it also shows like how how they treated the two of them differently. So mm. when he was around as uh, Zandel, um, they didn't want to have anything to do with him. But then it shows them uh, around with um, with Tyrone, Tyrone, and they're like laughing and having a good time. And they're at the cinema, and in the background, uh, they went and saw Sea Bear versus Grizzly Shark, mm-hmm. which is cool because yep. that's uh, that's Otley's side project. And there's even someone walking in with the Grizzly Sark shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's really cool. But yeah, that sucks, well, man. He's like, there's he's, a couple Easter eggs. He's literally seeing what it's like, and he's the same person. He's literally seeing what his parents are treating, how they're treating him differently. But <clears throat> eventually it got to the point where, um, you know, it cuts back to um, modern day, Bill, I can't take you with your beard. Like it's it's too much combing your fucking beard. What's wrong with that? You're, you're creepy. <laughs> it's like three feet or three inches out from your face. Yeah. Uh, the dad and mom can't handle it. Uh, they don't believe him, but then they also are saying that if he's dead, then you murdered him. Yeah. You know, it's your fault. They don't accept that. Yeah. He was crazy. That Tyrone was crazy. And yep. And the evil. mom is freaking out, saying that she's going to tell the police she's, everything. She's calling the police. You tricked us. You you murdered him. And Carla goes Carla fucking crazy. Snaps, hits her over the head with a, a frying pan. Like like the sharp side of the frying pan. Yeah. Fucking kills her. Yeah. Well, I, and she, well, she fucking glenned her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, yes. Yes. Yeah. She did. Yeah. It's very reminiscent to what happened to Glenn. You're and right. With, with Lucille. The eye popping out and everything. It's just a bit much. Uh, the dad is obviously incredibly upset. He goes after Carla and punches her, begins to choke her, strangling her, attempting to kill her. Uh, Zandel grabs his dad's head to pull him off of Carla. Carla. Uh, Snaps his neck breaking, pretty much, yeah, right? severing some sort of something well, in his blood neck. Blood flies out of his mouth, too. Yeah, uh, so that kills his dad. He it then shows a quick montage of them throwing the car off a cliff. So Zandel basically to, covers it to up. To cover it up. Uh, the funeral, 
you know, with Britt saying, I'm sorry for your loss. And then him and Carla just sitting at a table kind of like in shock Back for what the they've done. after the funeral. Mm-hmm. Then splash page of Philip Schaaf. Schaaf. It's probably Schaaf. It's probably Schaaf. That's how I, I read it. Yeah. Philip Schaaf. Um, the uh, Creator writer. Creator Science yeah. Dog. Yep, for Science Dog. And it's him speaking directly to the reader saying heavy wait wait i'm sorry can we take a second to read the guy's badge in the background who's helping out it says booth boy and then his job is hold sharpies etc yes it's great um so it's phillips saying heavy-handed overly dark hell out of place even all the above i completely agree um it's him basically saying and this is kirkman basically speaking through philip saying like yeah i wanted to shake it up you know, I wanted to do something shopping or shocking. Um, sometimes I want to just, you know, keep people on their toes. You know, did I risk alienating the readers? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, the only thing you can do is, you know, quickly get back to the lighthearted stuff. You know what I mean? You know, it's just kind of an intriguing interlude. Um, you know, I, I, I figured if I convinced them that uh, uh, of that, that I wouldn't lose any of the readers. A couple of cool things on this page. Kid in the background wearing a Captain America shirt. Uh, the writer's shirt says zombies suck and yeah. <laughs> one of the science dog comic books says the death of dot dot dot, dot. dot. Yeah. it also has um, the science dog holding what's his face by the face and pulling his cheeks instead of pushing his head yeah it's the yeah. Oh, the, the, the first page. Oh my of, God, you're right. We wouldn't have caught that. No, we didn't know because it was. It's not like it's yeah. a cover or anything. Like he was showing um, straight up showing something that was going to happen. Uh, meaning the uh, like dinosaurus pushing Invincible's head and squishing it. Yeah. Instead, he's pulling his cheeks. Yeah. And then of course it's Mark saying that's all very interesting, Mister Shaft. Did it work? And then we get the the repeating panels mm-hmm. that's so popular with with this. Uh, not really. But again, it's Kirkman saying. Yeah, I did something crazy just to be an intriguing interlude. I wanted to do something fun and then quickly get back to the lightheartedness. And that's what exactly what he did. And they're at like a Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. There's a guy holding a lightsaber. Yep, we that's see cool we thing. see a Michonne walking with Alea. Yep. There's, yeah, there's a lot Cosplaying. of stuff. Cosplaying. Mm-hmm. I love how Mark's saying, I can't believe he didn't remember me. And Eve's saying, he meets a lot of people. I'm sure if you told him you were invincible, you'd be different. <laughs> like, again, it kind of feels like it's... T- talking you know like kirkman's had experience with this kind of stuff mark just looks so pathetic sitting in the in the box like yeah, with all his books. down like all of his all of his stuff and yeah because at this point obviously he still doesn't have his powers um nolan is uh imprisoned on the moon that orbits telescria and uh he was put in there when uh he got in the fight with alan over alan wanting to use the scourge virus um he alan releases him says that you know i was wrong and you know i mean i'm sorry he releases him leaves them with uh with debbie uh oliver comes on in um you know he asks for forgiveness and uh, they kind of they, they they just really just make up um and alan says he that, releases him doesn't he yeah yeah alan says he has a mission for him and sends him uh back to earth and oliver stays behind then this issue ends with Mark and Eve doing it, doing it, and Eve is like, she's in, she's been, she's in a mood. Mm-hmm. She wants it. Yeah, and uh, Mark realizes suddenly that his powers are back. 
baby. And they're flying in the air. Yep. She straddles them. Mm-hmm. It is Sexy. very, it is very promiscuous, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I would, I, I dare I say, almost the most promiscuous thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, probably in this comic, like yeah. Yep. That's the end of the first <clears throat> issue. Issue ninety-eight, or going on to issue ninety-eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, first page, fun little uh, interaction between Zandal and Mark. You hate it? No. Oh, just you're shaking a- your head. Another grizzly shark. The license plate. G- oh yeah, G Shark. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, I, I never noticed that one. That's a new one for me. Yeah, the cover is yeah. Gosh, she just can't get enough. This must have been around that time. Yeah, must mm-hmm. must have been peak grizzly sharpness. So yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just Zandal and Mark uh, talking above the Pentagon, and um, they're basically saying like Zandal's basically saying, "Hey, I I was just wearing the costume to help out Eve. While you were gone, you know, I figured it wouldn't be a big deal." And Mark's like, "Yeah, man, I don't care. Keep it. I mean, yeah. I I mean, most people think I'm invincible, boy. Whenever this one, anyways, like because he's wearing the blue costume instead of the yellow. Yeah, he's like, I don't Back care. Back to the blue. Yeah, it was pretty cool." Real chill about it. Um, and then we get fucking awesome dinosaurs in his badass cape. Yep. Oh, yeah, this is when he has the cape. Because uh, last time we heard of him, Mark was saying, yeah, I should probably check up on dinosaurs. I don't know what he's up to. And uh, so Mark shows up, <clears throat> says, uh, you know, uh, what's been going on? And dinosaurs said, hey, you were powerless. Uh I I might have done some things. Maybe if you were here, we could have <laughs> worked something. together. And yeah, Mark's, Mark's like, like, what have you done? Like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? And he's like, so I had to act. I mean, I I, I, I did the data. I, I ran some numbers. Mark's like, no. What? Like, seriously, what what did you do? And he's like, um, so I realized there was a tipping point. And uh, he basically, yeah, he keeps going on and on. And Mark's like, no. What did you do? And so... He, uh, Mark puts him up against the wall, says, is this Vegas again? Did you do it? What happened? What city? And Dinosaur says, Los Angeles. And Mark takes off. Dinosaur says, you're too late, and walks into the back room, which I didn't catch until the clone. much later during a reread or something like that, yep. that there's a clone in a, t- in a tank. I want to go back just to... Go for it. Um, when when Mark first walks in and starts talking to Dinosaurus, I'm going to bring this up because I'm going to bring it up later, and that's why I want to touch on it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dinosaurus says, he says, you were powerless, because Mark just got his powers back. He said, you were powerless. Uh, it was unclear if your abilities would ever return. If I'd known, uh, if I could have just foreseen, all of this could have been avoided, meaning his power is coming back. I wanted to bring that up because I'm going to bring it up later. I have a I have questions. Okay. Questions. Okay. Bring it up. So moving so forward. You turn the page and bam. It's been a while, but Angstrom he's back. Angstrom fucking Levy. Angstrom Levy. We are going <laughs> to continue this reread and say it the proper Angstrom way, Levy. Which is technically so the proper So help me way. God. Yeah. <laughs> so Angstrom Levy. I should have just messed it up right there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. We messed it. Um, Angstrom Levy is... Uh, Kind of demanding f- to the technicians that that he you know he he be sent back to to have his revenge on Mark, and he basically through a little bit of exposition here tells us that he's helped them like immensely. He's like I've traveled across so many dimensions, making you like an incredible race. You now live in like a utopia. What more do you want from me? And they're like, 
Well, they're like, he's like, I want my revenge. He's like, um, I've waited long enough. Oh, yeah. And they, he's like they holding. Zap him. And then they like zap him. They were like, enough of these tantrums. Yeah. Like, well, they because they're like the ones child. that repaired him. So they mm-hmm. must have right. put things in but there at the to same control time, him. I, I, I feel for Angstrom Levy in, in this point because he's, like he says, he's like, I've done fucking everything for you. I've turned you into gods. This, I, yeah, go ahead. What? Okay. He 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 says, uh, I've transformed your world, provided you with a population who worship you as gods. He's like, What more do you want from me? So it's like like kinda fuck you technicians, you you piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like why are you why are they treating him like this? Yeah. He didn't have to do any of that. Well, because they he owed them. Yeah, I know, but that like, just shows they're villains. They're bad guys. For sure, but he is too. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I'm like, eh, I feel bad for him. <laughs> From here on so out, here, like, Angstrom is so good. I know. So, so fucking good. when they zap him, it's very clearly these pink pulses coming mm-hmm. from these orb things, like these implants on his brain. Yeah. Are those there when they release him? Like, later on when we see him, are those there forever? Yeah, I think so. Or were those just there to control him? Just a, I think just a little interesting. There. I think they're always there. Are they? I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Think when they are. Ever since he jogging, came, yeah, they're not on his head, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I think they are, bruh. Uh, they are. They are. Yep, they are. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah, it's because his hood is okay. down, so you they're don't right. see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hood is up. Yeah. Up. Anyways, they say that he can go back. Um, Cecil was listening in. Um, he's like, um, or actually, no. Cecil, Mark calls Cecil and says that Robot put the number in his phone for him. Um, he says that... Um, no, well, did we skip something? No. We know it's Los Angeles. Yeah. We, did we I said that? that, yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. I, I zoned That's out. all he got from the Negroni. Yeah, I made two really good Negronis. Uh, mm, what's... Yeah, Mark's saying it's Las Vegas all over again. Um and Cecil's basically saying, like, damn it, if, if you did this again, and Mark's like, yeah, 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 you can throw me in prison, do whatever you want, just help me make it right. He said, if even, Cecil says to Invincible, if even one person dies, mm-hmm. it's on you, because mm-hmm. you were the one that broke him out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Mark, he finds one of the bombs in the sewers. Yep. And he says he found one, he, but he needs to keep looking for others, so send people to disarm him. Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Popper popped in um, uh, Robot. Robot's analyzing it, and he's like, I don't I have no idea what this is. Can you can you help me? Can you tell me anything? Mark, meanwhile, finds another. They get all the Guardians coming in through portals, um, and uh, they start trying to find more. I know OutRun at one point is, I like this in the background, Shapesmith is, like, signing an autograph. Um, so Robot discovers it's not a bomb. He says it's not. It's not like there, there's energy being released, but it's not like oh, yeah. leading to an explosion. It's like sending a signal deeper down or something like that. And he has to keep analyzing it, so he doesn't know what it is. Yep. And then all of a sudden, there's shaking and it's an earthquake. And robots like, okay, time's up. No more analyzing. We need to smash the machines. Mark smashes his outrun. Starts destroying some of the ones she finds, um, and they keep finding more. But ultimately, it it. Mark, well, Mark sees Dinosaurus because he comes through a doorway and they start fighting. And what is this? What happens next? They say, uh, um, so they know exactly. He, he comes through and he, and he, uh, Invincible basically says, It's Las Vegas all over again. And, uh, Dinosaurus says, Stop. This, you're wasting your abilities. Um, say, you're wasting your abilities saving these people. Uh, the, these people are beneath you. You're smart enough to see that. Um, 
why save one when you can save billions? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And things, you turn the page and there's an explosion uh, and you see, um, what is this, Greenland, Iceland. Is it? It looks like it could just be the ice caps. U.S. It's up there. Um, But bombs are planted all over it. And so he breaks apart all these ice caps that start melting or just flooding and uh mark saying tell me what what happened and um dinosaur says you need to take a closer look well what i forget my my question oh okay all right all right so dinosaurs tells him he says um uh you're not you weren't smart smart enough. enough to see that all of this has merely been a distraction meaning the bombs Okay. So, so why was there a distraction if he didn't know? Why was there a distraction if he didn't? For he wasn't a, expecting him to get his powers back. Well, maybe for any of the other anyone else that was trying to stop him. was the one that alerted everybody. Why? Yeah. How would they even know about bombs? I don't know. I think dinosaurs is smart enough that he has redundancies. Whether or not someone ca- caught on to something, right. like he needed there to be, he needed to make sure that those bombs went off without a problem. So there needs to be a catastrophe to happen. So that all the heroes are off working on that, so nobody notices. But that nobody would have even happen. known about the bombs. I agree with you, but I'm saying like maybe that's just the the crazy slash smart, maybe you know part of him where he's just like mm. I need to do backup plan. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just in case. No, I know, mm. I know. Mm. And you know what, TJ? Mm. It's not mm. the first thing that I think has issues with this. Oh yeah, I know. Because there's some things coming up that well, I think we'll talk about them. Are some issues? Let's talk about them. Um, so yeah, Mark said, you know, Dinosaurus says you need to take a closer look. Mark flies up higher into the sky with Dinosaurus and he says, oh God. And some really cool um, three panel per page type of um, uh, spread here where it shows various, you know, locations around the world. You got New York, Paris, and uh, Australia, and Tokyo and everything. And they're all being flooded. Um, and uh, Mark says, you're killing everyone. And that's the end of the issue like the the death death of everyone everyone. and then but how the next one starts we'll get to it Mm -hmm. uh this is uh issue 99 really cool cover yeah mark punching dinosaurus on like some on a destroyed building and there's just bodies laying there including alan yeah alan robot on earth no it's these these covers are yeah. Made so They're far in meant to be misleading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, this whole issue is awesome because, uh, I mean, we talk about it a lot. This issue, every single page is a splash page, which is great. When I think of, like, monumental issues of Invincible, I rarely think, oh, crap, there is an issue that's entirely splash pages. I totally think of this. I've I always, do not, I honestly always forget about this issue. Really? Yeah. I I, I think I thought of you were saying over that like it, over 100. This is Do not the issue really? I was talking about. Yeah. I mean, think about issue 100. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a great issue. I love I love this. This is so cool. It's almost I almost want it as like a coloring book. You know what I mean? Like I want the yeah. black and white version oh, that's in, a, yeah. in like a full size mm-hmm. uh, uh, artist print size or whatever. Um, so yeah, the first words, TJ. This, this isn't the death of everyone. Yep. Just a significant portion of the population. He wants to change the world for studies. the better. Yeah. Just typical dinosaurus, you know. Yeah, he's taking it to Stupid. the extreme. Taking it to the extreme. 
so obviously the Guardians are still on site in um, Los Angeles, which is flooding, you know, very quickly. Uh, Robot is, goes into overtime where he's scrambling everybody from the Guardians to the Capes to Wolf Corps um, and just getting them all in different areas. And uh, I think this is, um, yeah, yeah, he immediately tells Cecil, I have an idea to get the waters to to, to subside, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, recede. Recede. And I'm sending it over to your think tank. Get it to DA Sinclair and the rest of your brain trust now. And so um, he immediately, he says, you know, just, I'm, I'm stressing this. Keep in mind, like, he's, he, he immediately comes up with this idea and sends it to Cecil. Mark flies down with dinosaurs saying, you know, you've made me a mass murderer. Uh, you know, uh, I trusted you. Like, he, like it's basically, he's like, you're putting all this on me. Like I was re- basically responsible for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool fight scenes. You know what I think not to get, yeah, go ahead. But like Corey Walker was a big part of, you know, you know, a lot of the issues in the, in the, um, nineties, like in the, mm-hmm. you know, um, like with going, going back everything? and forth. Yeah. And I almost feel like Kirkman was like, I'm going to have Corey Walker come in. Cause you got a big issue coming up with just nothing but splash pages. Yeah. So, so yeah, just a little, that might've helped a little, right. little idea I had. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so they continue fighting, uh, dinosaurs gives them some shit, basically saying you've never been able to, to beat me physically. How, you know, are you even trying to kill me? Um, uh, he, he mocks him for being frustrated and, you know, saying that it's not logical. Notice it has turned to night. They're fighting so long that it's nighttime so, now. So, yeah, time has passed. Um, and, uh, he's, he's talking about how this is, this is, you know, uh, what's needed in order to save civilization. He's, it's because he cares. It's not because of, um, he wants glory or anything like that. But now we see Thrag, who is making an announcement to his um, following. Yeah, to to all the Viltrumites who are spending time on Earth. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying, "I'm sure you all know what's happening on Earth. We are not going to interfere in any way. Um, Whatever happens to the to the humans needs to happen to the humans. It's just let nature take its course. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the Viltrumite Empire." Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, "Anyone who disobey me will face my wrath." Uh, another cool splash page with Robot. And do you remember his name, Bill? Is that Black Samson? Nope. Shit. It's from Capes. Mm, can I get a hint? Blue something? Nope, you're, you're getting close because it starts with a B. <laughs> Ballistic. Nope. Main character of Capes? Four letters? I know Boom. It. I know it. What is it, TJ? It's Bolt. Bolt. Oh, I'd never, ever, really? ever, ever, <laughs> ever, 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 ever would have gotten there. I almost still don't even believe you. All right, Bill, I guess we're going to have to reread Capes again. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Robot is working with him, um, talking about, you know, different staging grounds. Um, Speaking of Blade. Yeah, he does. He's wearing sunglasses. It's open season and all suckheads. No. Some motherfuckers are always trying to skate uphill. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even make it through the line. Um, so Bolt asks, uh, you know, what's the plan? Are we going to get a seawall constructed? Robot says, um, 
uh, I've got a team working on something better. We should have it ready in. Wait, I'm getting a report that they found Dinosaurus and Invincible. They're tracking the, uh, their fight right now. They're still in Los Angeles. So there's a helicopter with spotlight on them. That's um, a cool page. Yeah, with the light shining through. Yeah, and this is exactly colors. what Dinosaurus wanted. He wanted a lot of news coverage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So Mark's saying, to listen him. to me. The, now, the only time we don't get a one-page splash, we actually get a two-page here with um, Mark flying with, um, you know, with uh, Dinosaurus ahead of him, just, you know. Water splashing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark was basically explaining that, you know, I was stupid to ever trust you. You're brilliant. You have great ideas, but you're also insane. We could have saved the world together. Um, you have to die, though. Uh, Dinosaur saying, no, I am right. You're standing in my way. But it's you who must die. Uh, now, if you look in the background, you see a portal opened up. Mm-hmm. Right here. You're right. Something you never really would have thought twice about, and but I don't the- remember ever seeing. Um, and Mark says, all I'm going to do is take you down. You see the building crumble, the news coverage is on them, um, and then Dinosaurus is holding an unconscious, naked Naked. Mark, and saying, oh, he was just fully clothed a second ago. Yeah, Yeah, but the building fell, so you didn't question it. it. Yeah, when when we were reading Uh it, we were like, okay, yeah, that's believable for him to be naked. Yep. It shows Uh, his bum crack. Just a little bit, yep. Uh, Dinosaurus says to himself that, you know... You know, it, it's good that the news see this to 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 you know to, to, to make them know that they can, they shouldn't defy me. Basically. Yeah, essentially. And he says, I've, "I'm afraid I have no choice, but it's time for you to die." And, and he, he goes puts to, one hand on either side of his head. And the reason why this was so believable ends. was because Mark just got his powers back. So we were under the. I remember reading this issue like live. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then the next one, especially not knowing what the fuck was going to happen, mm-hmm. and the next one starts. Very yeah. famously. So, before we get there, though, I wanted to say, like, kind of with you, TJ, saying that, like, why would he be doing that? Well, why would he be saying this right now? He's talking to no one. This is a clone. Like, why is he saying, oh, it's a good thing, you know, since since you've proven invincible that no, that you can't stand in my way, uh, it's time for you to die. But is is he saying it loud enough for, yeah, yeah, that's for the yeah? He's saying okay. it, he wanted yeah. the newscast. He wanted everyone to see that Invincible died. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I see. I know that, but him saying and that they were yeah. fighting and Invincible was against him because he didn't want his name to be ruined. Yeah. So issue one hundred. Okay. Can I? Do you remember what a feat? Do you remember reading this? Yes, issue? I do. And I remember. I rem- I don't think I. We do. were all here. Mm-hmm. Were we really? We were all we, here. We were, because I remember we turned it. it. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. We did yeah, do that. We're all here. We're all sitting at the kitchen table. I remember we turned it, yeah. and we all go, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew this was going to happen. I yeah. knew the first page was going to be this. I had no doubt. I also remember, like, a week before the issue came out, when solicits or, or pre- preview copies were going out, Otley even tweeted saying, hey... This uh, there's spoilers for the first couple pages. Nobody look at it. Ha, like kind of like hey, and I'm like thinking to myself. Obviously, it's a big deal. He's gonna smash his head. Like what else could be a big deal? Like what would happen in the first page after you know this? You know, like obviously it's gonna happen. But I didn't know why or how or what that meant. Like is he really gonna kill Invincible? Um, but yeah, the uh, standard cover, the original cover. Obviously, there's like 30 different variants to this. Um, cool. Shows a ton of heads. Uh, all over Mark, and uh, well, Mark in front of a ton of heads. Otherwise, yeah, turn the page. First page, Squirk. 
Squish? No, it says squirk. Bill, what does that say? Oh. Squark. <laughs> it's S-Q-U-R-O-R-R-K. Yeah. Squark? Squark? Oh, there would be k in there because there's I've skull. always been um, really disgusted by this next page. The colors make it. The shine but of the, the way, blood. But the way he ripped him in half and like you see his brain up there and like the hair but mm. like it's not even he doesn't even he doesn't rip him in half he like if you look a couple pages he like he like rips just his like arm and some of his chest off you know what i mean yeah, like his legs impressive. are on one side it's just his arm and his chest or right here yeah Yep, and then the uh, newscasters are saying, like, are we broadcasting this? And then he's like, yeah, live. And then you get everyone's reaction, including Eus. Yeah. Just a double a double page, page spread, everybody in their own uh, box, and it's just all the characters. Demon Dark Blood. We even get, like, Philip Shaft. Doc Seismic. Or Philip Shaft's right here with the pen behind his ear. Yeah, Doc Seismic. D.A. Sinclair. There's Black Samson. J- Craig. Kursk, Titan. Kursk, Titan. Yeah. Amber, Amber's there. Oh, yeah, Amber. William. Yeah. Superman, Clark Kent. Oh, yeah, there's the Clark Kent one. That's right. That's weird. Wolfman. Just a civilian, right? That looks yeah. like Clark Kent. Yeah, because there's a bunch of civilians Oh, yeah, there are scattered just people. Powerplex. Yeah. And then Mark. So it's only a couple pages, and then all of a sudden, wait, where am I? Which is good. Again, yeah. they don't, they don't very make good it that they don't make it last. Yeah. yeah. Because we're not stupid, yeah. right? Comic book readers aren't stupid. Thanks for the shock value, but come on. Yeah, Mark's saying, this is weird. I can't see anything but myself. There's no light. It's This isn't natural. Hello. And then you hear, hello, Mark Grayson. Uh, meanwhile, we get um, uh, more superheroes saving people in the floods. Basically cleaning up the mess yep. that dinosaur left. We see uh, robot working, you know, on building these things. Um, the the orbital things that are going to go up into space. Now, back to Mark saying, where are where am I? Uh, the last thing I remember was the building collapsing, and the voice says, you died. Or at least, I made everyone think you did. Uh, and he said, the voice says, I had access to so much information when I was on that Viltrumite ship. They wanted me to save you. They were so trusting. You think I wouldn't... Uh, you think... You think I wouldn't raid their databanks for all the Viltrumite information I could? I now know more about your people than you do. And then Mark says, Dinosaurus, where are you? He says, I'm standing right in front of you. And it shows Mark basically uh, uh, strapped to a table. Um, But he, again, he's in this state of being where he, basically Dinosaurus is just speaking to his mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Invincible still like in this dark place, the sunken place. He says your ears are your weak spot. Yeah, you know, there's so a, he there's used a, his ears to kind of put him in the state sensitive, of being. There's a frequency that can basically put him into a coma almost. Um, he tells him how he, during the building um, collapsing, he opened up the portal, swapped him with a lifeless clone, which he was able to make. Um, he thought that he would be useful in the coming days, but he wouldn't. Um, he couldn't perfect the clone. Like The clone would, would just be like, like a out of touch yeah, yeah. Um, version of Mark mm-hmm. uh, and then he investigated it in front of uh, TV like he basically says this he's like you're a martyr everyone saw that you died trying to stop me now you're free you're free to help me we can continue our plans yeah you're not, you're not. free to save the world that's like a crazy ex-girlfriend kind of thing to say yeah, right? Right? Like, now we can be yeah, together 
forever. Ever. Yeah. yeah. I will find you. I will find you. <laughs> and then uh, we see uh, Immortal with Duplicate and the twins. And Immortal's basically saying, I need to go. Like, uh, um, near every coastal city is underwater. Like, I- I'm needed. And she so, says, you're needed here, you're needed to be with your family. And he says, no, like, I need to go out there to make sure that other people can be with their family. And she says, yeah. you're right, go. Um, we see um, Angstrom, Angstrom, Levy. Angstrom go through a portal underwater. And he's like, has this great shocked face on him. And he's like, what happened here? Whatever it is, it won't keep me from having my revenge. And then he brings up. Invincible is dead. A newspaper. Brings up a newspaper and says Invincible is dead. Yep. Mark's freaking out saying, after all this, you really think we can work together? Um, and, and Dinosaur's saying, yeah, um, you know, we, we can do this. This is what you wanted. Um, it, 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 the, you know, that by flooding this, um, you know, the population will be... Re- uh, will be reduced significantly, but you know it'll make things better. You know, typical dinosaurs, you know, way of thinking. Um, but then Mark kind of convinces him. He's saying like, you know, you sacrifice this on a theory. What did you ever consider that? And dinosaurs saying, no, that's impossible. And then he actually goes on to say like, um, maybe what you did didn't change anything. Maybe all you did was delay what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like you just killed all these people you just you know delayed, did all of this delayed the inevitable. and it's still gonna happen think about that maybe you don't have all the answers and um if it had get, kept going down the course of action that it was taking then people could have um responded to it and reacted to it and and created a, a resolution to it mm-hmm. um but instead you killed all of these people and delayed them from you know worsening the earth but it's just going to take a long take a longer time for them to do exactly what you try to stop them to do yeah mark says the villain always thinks he's the hero in his story which makes you think of what tj smallville that's right i am the villain of the story and uh he says i've told people that our plans were sound and and that what we're doing is right but you know i i i had all this time it turns out that we we had become the bad guys in our own story well newsflash we are the bad guys and we're the and we're both going to have to pay for our actions hello are you even listening and dinosaurs wakes him up and says you'll be disoriented for a minute and you know he says that he set you that he says that he set him free and he says that mark is right and that um he be, he be, he thought of himself Dude, too superior to the human race. He distanced himself and forgot. Yeah, like he basically said he was like a god. Yep. You know, he viewed himself like a god, looking down on his flock, um, never doing what was good for the sake of doing it, just only ever serving to inflate my own ego. I never fully realized that till now. He said the only way out of this is you need to kill me. Mm-hmm. That cycle needed to end. It should have ended in Las Vegas. You have to kill me. And then um, you turn the page and Invincible walks out with bloody sneakers, leaving a, a trail of blood. Can we, can we ahead, just Bill. take a minute to just, We're, like, look at the look on yeah on Dinosaurus' face. Like, he's, he's he realized never, it. He's never really shown any kind of emotion on his face other than right here. Mm-hmm. Where he says, um, you, it, it, I, I should never, you should never have... Like, let him go, pretty mm-hmm. much. And then it's right before the panel where you have to kill me. Yeah. Like, look at that. Look at... Look the at cycle this. should yeah. have ended. Wow. One thing that... So, Dinosaurus is dead, willingly. However, David Anders didn't really get a say in it. Yeah. 
So Sorry, David Anders. Now you're dead. I mean, at least he wasn't that great of a guy. He was kind of a... Well, I mean, he was a human guy. Oh, I agree. I know. Just kind of indifferent about everything. Yeah. So... He said... he walks out and he sits on the ledge. So I'm gonna say his... it, I'm gonna say it now, real quick, before we move on into this conversation. Say it. Um, the timing is really weird in this. It is, and like, it gets worse. Really weird. I know it gets worse. Yeah. Like how much time has passed? Oh, what do you mean? No, I mean like the timing and like how much time has passed. When did this fight start? Uh, I picture this as dawn. All uh, of that happened overnight. It all happened overnight. Yeah. Like like the sun is rising, not setting. You can see the sun rising in the distance. That whole conversation of him being blacked out happened overnight. But I thought another day had passed. Yeah, look at, like, robots really, they're, they're making a lot of leeway on that. Because at one point, I thought he told um, Cecil that it was going to take a few days at least. Maybe and so I thought, they were, I thought they were fighting for days or something. I don't, it just think, seems, that's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I don't think that, that makes yeah. it weird, though. I think it has to be overnight it ha- mm. for it to make sense. Really? Oh, it's Why? definitely not anything but less than 24 hours. I think it could be a couple days. You don't know. So that Mark and Dinosaurus were fighting for a couple days? No, I think that he was in a coma for a yeah, couple days. Yeah, he was... So right. that conversation Eve believed took... Mark was dead for a couple days. At least. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And she was like, ah, I don't know. But then yeah, right wait, here... No, yeah, because... Then, right, like, here, Nolan right here, and... Cecil ports out and says... How? And he says, trace the signal when he teleported away after killing you. He dead? Mark's like, yeah. So he just waited a couple days after they teleported away to to teleport back to the base. So I think the issue... So I I got the the impression that it happened overnight. I think the issue is the the fact that Robot and that scene was during the day. Not even that, because that could be anywhere else in the world where it's daytime at that time. But like he built all of that in less than 24 hours... Three giant space stations, and it couldn't happen over a couple days because Cecil immediately went to f- find the way. It's one of those things that the more I think about and the more I look into it, the more it doesn't really line up. But it's kind of just like, oh well, it needed to happen. Yeah, maybe. I so know. I don't know. That's it. Um, invincible. Basically admits his wrongdoing and uh, it basically admits that he's a criminal and that he needs to pay for what he's done, pay for his crimes. Um, he says, I like, I like how Mark's or Cecil's saying, still feel like the, the moral authority that you know what's right for the world. Yeah, and Mark's like, no. And he's like, well, that's a start. I hated uh, Cecil for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Mark, and he says, what comes next? That's up to you. And Mark says, I assume it's jail. Um, I feel like I should pay for my crimes. Um, you know... Try to, uh, you know, help whatever. I, 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 ho- I hope I can help to, you know, do what's best to help um, with the sea level and, and restore the cities. And Cecil says, oh, that. And he says, um, Rex designed an artificial moon with a fixed orbit, made two of them. We've had teams working around the clock for weeks. Hmm. So there you go. For it weeks. It did happen for weeks. They'll hang in a synchronized orbit. When did these weeks begin? Weeks ago. <laughs> I know, but like, did the fight? So the fight lasted weeks. No, I think Mark was dead for weeks. I think Mark was dead for weeks. All right. Again, why do you think not? Because Cecil showed up. 
He said, he said, how did, how did you, he said, how? Basically, how did you get here? Yeah, he said, trace the signal when he teleported away after killing you. So he knew where his base was. So he teleported away after the fight. Two weeks later, Cecil had to have known. And just wait, and and they were just watching. Just watched, watched maybe? waiting until. Maybe he watched from orbit? Yeah. All right. He had other things to fucking worry about. I also feel like in the next, in a couple pages, we see Eve, like, but mid grieving. This is because two weeks later, Nolan and them show up. Did they show up? When did they show up? They showed up right here. Yeah, two weeks later. Yes, they showed up. It two looks weeks like later. Eve just found out Mark died. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe they showed up two weeks ago. I, I know. No, because he shows up. That's up. what I mean. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, Mark says, "How many dead?" Uh, Cecil says, last I heard, it was eight, 800, over 800,000. Could be in a million before it's all done. Could be a lot worse. Um, he says, please let me talk to Eve before you, you, you lock me away. And Cecil says, I had a different idea. And he gives him the earpiece. He says, um, I'd like it to go back to the, the old days unless you'd rather go to prison. Mark's like, you'd have to work... You'd have me work for you again after all this? Cecil smiles and says, why not? I've worked with villains before. I like... It's it's funny because, like, this is... This is issue 100. I feel like I have issues with it where I normally don't have with other things. Like, this is a big deal. I know it's not Mark's fault. I feel like... I know it's not Mark's fault, but it's like... Like, he's like, hey, we're all good. It's only a million people that you killed. Yeah. Let's make it go back to the old days. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, okay. No, I agree. I think I think there's... I feel like it's like, okay, let's just kind of like, okay, let's... let's move along. Let's move along, move along, oh, yeah, move along. It feels like that happened a couple times in this issue. Yeah. And I was like, uh, all right. Yeah. I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. Like, anyway. cool stuff happens. I like what happens. I like that he ends up working for CISO. I like the earpiece. I like where it all ends up. It's just the way it happened. Was It's one of the... I guess during this whole reread that we've been doing, it's just I'm not crazy about it. All right. Uh, Nolan and uh, Debbie come home to find Eve there. She's crying and says that he, he's dead. They, they uh, broadcast it live on television. They freak out and Nolan says, what? Who killed him? Like, how can I find him? Um, uh, who did this? Uh, and I mean, yeah, you could say that, yeah, Eve's known for two weeks that Mark was dead, and she just had another moment where it hit her again, and she got really upset, destroyed yeah, the house. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, totally. It, it, you get what I'm saying, though? Like, you have to rationalize it. You have to, yeah. Uh, Mark shows up, and he says, I'm not dead, it was a clone. And she says, prove it. And he whispers something in her ear. And she What do you think him. he whispered in her ear? It's something like, dirty. It's something dirty. That birthmark on your inside butt cheek. It's always, why is it Mark, always it be, is you! It always has to be inside the butt cheek or like, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to be an area that no one else sees. Right. Like the butt cheek. No, it's, it's, that, they, it's that they fool around somewhere. Somewhere specific. Hmm. Like, remember when we saw Mr. and Mrs. Smith? And then she's like, it is you! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. time. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, Debbie and Nolan are like, oh, okay, great. You know, well, oh, you know. Oh, cool, you're alive. Yeah. Well, we've clearly moved on to the next crisis. He's great to see Debbie again. Um, you know, Mark says, I already got the guy who did this. Nolan says, that's a relief. Mark says, I need to talk to Eve alone. 
they go out onto the uh, the roof and uh, love this scene. This is kind of cool because Mark talks about how he's like, I remember when I was on this roof uh, when I first learned to fly, and I just kind of like jumped off the roof, um, expecting to be okay, expecting to fly, and luckily I was. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, that's how I've been living my life. I've just been jumping out there, and things have luckily worked out. And I can't do that anymore. I have to be an adult, yeah. and I have to think things through. Which is like gonna... that's what Eve calls him out for. And what was it, one thirty-two or something? The first issue of the end of all things. She freaks out and they get in a fight and she's like, all you do is jump. Yeah. All you do is run into things. You remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they get in this huge fight up in the air on Telescria. And I love that. That like That is like a huge character trait for Mark. And he calls it out right here. He knows it. Yep. And he so, says, yeah, he says, uh, um, I'm going to do, I'm going to do that with Cecil. I want to, what, what, I, what I tried to do. Forever. And he says, you know, I'm going to be prepared. Whatever comes up, no more surprises. And he says, Mark, Turn the page. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Chapter 5, issue 101. Issue 101. And it shows uh, Zandel's Invincible um, hugging... A crying Eve. A crying Eve in the rubble. Very <laughs> misleading for those... Of course. We gotta... Looking ahead at the solicits. So, this... This is great. This is great. I love these, these this two pages. This is such a good scene. Because mm-hmm. this is the scene... That we've been waiting for, honestly, like, honestly, these next two issues, I was going to say the last issue is the one that I think is underrated, but these last two issues I think are very underrated because, first of all, this scene is a scene that, honestly, we've been waiting for for, like, almost 30 issues now. We've been taught, ever since they made this deal uh, for the Viltrumites to stay on Earth, they even said, like, maybe they'll come to their senses and they'll fall in love with humans like we did, and that's what this scene does, so... Thrag and it's says, great reading this issue right here, knowing how it the happened. series ends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was it's yeah. totally like yeah. Yeah. So Thrag says, uh, your behavior is unacceptable. You disgust me. And she he's talking to three of them. He, uh, he says to Anessa, he says, uh, and you you refuse to pro uh, procreate. What? He looks at Craig uh, Craig and says, You must detect uh uh, he says, you risk detection by meddling in the events on Earth. And then he looks at, help me out. Lucan. L- Luke, Lucan or Lucian? We just, we, we decided it was Lucan. L-U-C-A-N. So Lucan, you refuse to procreate with more than one human. And I love this because they each say their own side. And they all have like decent explanations. Yeah, so Anessa says, I have never wanted to produce offspring. I'm aware of my responsibilities, but I expect you to recognize the difference in what you're asking me to do and what than what my male counterparts are, counterparts are doing because she actually has to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Craig says, my mate my mate was in danger. Many of them were. I couldn't bring myself to sacrifice any of them. Besides, isn't the idea to produce as many offspring as possible? And then Lucan's is the best. He says, my mate, <laughs> she, she has been dot, 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 hurt in the past by a companion who was disloyal. She doesn't approve of my procreating with other women. Uh, were I to do so, she would, she become, would become upset. upset, and I don't wish to do that to her and you just because see... I, I care about her a great deal. And you just see Thrag and his hands on his head like, oh, oh my shit. God. Like, 
exactly what he didn't want to happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly what happened. I, I no love one. his line here. He says, "Is there no end to this poison that is inf- infecting us all? This uh, this affection for these lesser creatures. It's disgusting." He says that they're that they are just cattle that we use uh, to better our empire. Nothing more. And and this is like I agree. And yeah, and that's no, very like. Yeah, she doesn't, doesn't really. Give a fuck. Yeah. Um, and Lucan's like, um, he says, it's hard to explain. You've, you've remained here. You haven't exposed yourself to it. It's amazing. Like nothing I've ever felt before to have someone care for you, to think about you, to be allowed to think about them, the bond that it forms. It's, and then Craig says, amazing. It changes changes everything. everything. It It changes changes us. Like, so good. this is the end of the yeah. comic. That this, yeah. like, this is what I mean. Like, this this, this portion of, I feel like, very underrated. Yeah. We never talk about this or think about this. Yeah, but this I, I awesome. forgot I, how impactful. Like, yeah, I enjoyed I, I, always, rereading this. I always knew, like, this this happened. You know, yeah. them, mm-hmm. them explaining how they are becoming attached or, oh, you know, I but love all of them. But just how emotional they but, are. Like, yeah, like, they're straight up changing. Yeah. Like, it's happening. And they blatantly like said it. They're, not, like, not even afraid exactly. to Exactly, and I forgot about that, too. And them calling out Thrag, like, hey, dude, you got to come down here. Like, it's... You don't know what it's like. I would almost say that they're, I mean, they are even more hooked than Nolan was. And Nolan was on Earth for years and years and years. But even Nolan, like, still carried, started to carry out his His mission. He killed the Guardians. He fought his own son and then left Earth. Well, I think that had a lot to do with there not being another, like, a precedent. You know what I mean? Before him, so he 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 cared for him, but he was like, I have a duty. Yeah, but they do they, Yeah, but they but were they like, know that they, they can, were like, oh, this is this, this is, is kind all of they have left. Like, like is, let's just yeah. do this instead. Whereas no one was like, no, I have to fulfill and have to go back to the mm-hmm. Vultrum Empire. Um, so back to Mark and Eve on the roof. They're like, you're pregnant, and they're like, yeah, all right. And Mark says, no, I'll do whatever you want. I'll support you. And she says, I won't go through that again, referring to getting another abortion. Um, Mark says, you know, okay, then we're having a baby. And they're like, okay, we're having a baby. And it's like, okay, we're having a baby. baby. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, they go, they end up going back inside. They say, let's get back inside before my parents think that we're having sex. And then they go downstairs and the parent, her, Nolan and Debbie are like on top of each other, like making out. He's Uh, grabbing that ass. And, uh, Nolan says, you guys were guys, you guys were gone for a long time. Everything okay? And they're like, yeah, everything's fine. And uh, Eve fixes the house up with her powers. We see some um, repair in a random city. And I love the touch that there's fish everywhere because it was all flooded. Um, Immortal shows up to help. And Robot's like, hey, wow, great to see you come out of retirement uh, to help out. And uh, Immortal says, where do you need me? Robot's like, oh, these streets are covered. But um, we've got Yeti and Kaboomering uh, in this area. And then a couple... Uh, blocks over is Best Tiger and Pegasus, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Immortals like, Pegasus? Yeti? Kaboomerang? Best what? Uh, how long was I out? I've never heard of any of them because he's been out for a while. Um, living the suburban life. Yep. Uh, Mark shows up to help uh, Robot. Uh, he shows up with Eve and Ro- he's like, all right, hey, where do you need me? I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm here to help. Um, I heard you guys have cleaned up, cleaned up an entire city in six hours. That's, that's nuts. Um, where, where can I help? And, um, uh, robot says, Mark, what are you doing here? And, and Mark's like, uh, I'm here to help get things back to normal. And he's like, but you're supposed to be dead. And after, or after what you've done in prison and a giant, uh, droid of robots, um, 
uh, crushes Mark to the ground and you see Rex saying, you know, you let him go. You know, did did you help him too? Is that why you were distracted? Were you distracting us in in Los Angeles? And um, uh, he calls all all the guardians to his his location to help. Cecil comes through the the portal saying, "All right, calm down, everybody, calm down." Um, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. Uh, I I really like uh, Mark saying, "Guys, I'm really sorry to," and a a, a a kaboomerang hits him in the head and blows up, and he's like, "I take it back." Uh, Mark said, or you know. Rex is still incredibly pissed off, you know, can't believe that he's just here allowed to be doing what he's doing. Uh, Cecil brings Mark with him and uh, they go through the portal and Eve stays to help clean up. Um, And then here's the explanation for the cover. Uh, Zandal says, you know, Rex, calm down. uh, And, you know, there's more important things to worry about. And Rex is like, "You, you think I don't know? You know what? What he did. We're doing this because of what he did. And Zandal snaps, saying he made one mistake. You know, you think it's not haunting his every moment. You think he's not thinking about it. You don't think he wishes he could take it all back. And then there's like this moment of everybody looking at Zandal, and then um, you know it's him comforting Eve. But clearly that was him. Mm-hmm. You know, being passive aggressive about him killing his parents. I don't think passive aggressive is the was, right word, but he was um, um, what projecting. It? Projecting. projecting. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. He was projecting a little bit. Um. So yeah, then we see in in the Pentagon, uh, Cecil and Mark walking. Cecil explains he hasn't had a chance to explain to everybody. Mark says, "You know, um, you know, I hope you enjoy damage control because my father's back on Earth." Um, Cecil says, "That's great. When it rains, it pours." Um, also, just so you know, Eve is pregnant, and Cecil says, "I can help with that," and he shows him to. One thing about that though is like when they were on the roof, he's like he said he's like let's not tell anybody, and she said no, I totally agree. And then the first time you see Cecil, he's like blow it away. Yeah, I think Eve he was. Pregnant. I think he was using that as like a. That's not tell our parents. Let's not tell Oliver William. Yeah. Like, let's not like yeah. get it out there. But he has a reason for telling Cecil, um, which we're about to see. But first, he Cecil shows him the body of um, Dinosaurus, and Cecil says, "I don't know why you want to see this." Mark marked his sixth vertebrae with my thumb i wanted to make sure um he, he's dead so that somehow you didn't revive him or allow him to revert to his human form like you did with conquest, like you did with conquest which is the first time he brings this up it. and then and, cecil was like kind of shocked like i didn't know you knew about that and he's like yeah i knew about it but with everything that happened with the viltrumites it didn't seem right to bring it up so i never yep. i never did i like how he says during the viltrumite war i killed him again um so then back at the um home so um, cecil didn't even cecil knew that conquest escaped but up until that moment he didn't knew he thought that conquest was still out there and yep. then invincible was like by the way i fucking took Which care is funny, of shit think about this mm-hmm. cecil knew conquest was still out there then cecil finds out oh the viltrumites are living on earth yeah so it's like shit cecil's conquest is living on earth um so yeah uh back on the house and at the house um e- eve um is upset with Mark for bringing someone into the house. Uh, she is a doctor who is going to help with um, the pregnancy. What does this remind you of? Uh, a nurse who can see through. I don't know. Through people's is... the school nurse in Sky High. Oh, you're right. Oh <laughs> yeah, God. the old lady. Oh man! If Let's you've take never a look at that if you've chest. never seen Sky High, watch Sky High and then watch it again with us because we did a uh, watch along podcast where you can listen to listen to us 
Oh, have fun watching that movie. Um, so yeah, they um, Eve talks about how you know she doesn't trust the government. They're the ones that you know did this to me, who gave me my powers, but killed my mother. Um, she explains what's her name again. Um, can't remember, forgot her name. Sherry. Sherry says that you know she actually Sherry doesn't is the work. Nurse who's who's basically doing. Like checking on the baby. She yep. has uh, x-ray vision. She She's, can see right through her she stomach. She says that and... she actually doesn't work for the government, that she was just recommended. Um, and Sherry actually is in the final issue of Invincible. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. she checks on the baby, says the baby's doing fine, um, but she talks a little bit about Eve's power. She says that she actually uses um, uh, all matter and uh, processes it along with your digestion. So your powers burn a lot of calories. Um, but the problem is that you don't want your powers to rob any of those essential nutrients that would otherwise be passed to the baby. So you need to stop using your powers. So Eve can't use her powers anymore. Um, and this issue ends with Cecil setting up Nolan and Debbie on the, the moon base, which was formerly part of the Guardians, but now they're at those um, orbing satellite things instead. And Cecil says you have to pay for your crimes. You uh, you can't you can't be allowed to just live on Earth. So you're being banished to the moon. And then Debbie is like, you can't do this. And mm-hmm. he's like, listen, anytime you want to go shopping, you want to do anything, just teleport to Earth and do your shopping. Do what you yeah. got to do. But you can't be seen like uh, Nolan can't be seen walking around Earth after he killed so many people, um, or like did what he did. He betrayed Earth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, also, you're, you you need to pay some kind of rent while you're here. And your rent is basically, you know, just down the road on the moon. You got all of the Viltrumites there, and I want you to keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. And that's how that ends. It ends with uh, Thrag flying up he's watching over them. the dome, and he's watching them, and he looks pissed. Yep. So that's the end of that one. So the final issue of Volume 18 out of 25. There's really good things about this, and there's really... Not so good things about really? this. Really? Yeah. Wow. This issue? Yeah. All right. Cool cover. Really dynamic of uh, them fighting on the moon. You can see in the background Earth and the area in which the bombs went off. It's kind of... It looks a little different. I wonder if that's... I'm sure that's intentional. Um, but otherwise, it starts with um, Nolan... Just uh, immediately breaking through the dome. No, no. And... I'm saying Nolan talking to Debbie oh, about sorry. like, oh, what Thrag. are we going to do to pass all this time? And then Thrag immediately breaks through the dome, starts attacking Nolan... Cool uh, scene where Nolan like throws Debbie underneath the airlock, you know, in order to get her to safety. Yeah, but now she's exposed to you know space. The, no, it, all the air is being sucked out. No, I'm saying like after that, yeah, he, she, yeah, he, he Nolan saves her and then throws her and then throws her uh, yeah. to safety and then she catches her breath. Yeah, um, I liked. Um, we get, we, you know, they start fighting on the moon for a little bit. Nolan and Thrag. And um, he, Nolan's like, I, I didn't ha- pose a threat to you. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And Thrag's like, no threat? Really? You really think that? You have no idea, do you? Let me tell you a tale. Yeah, let and me tell you where you really the, come from. And there the, it is. And then it's the, the classic pose. with, with yep. the hand. The callback yep. of him reaching out. Um, so he talks about how, you know, Viltrumite or Viltrum was a... Um, it's kind a of a par- recap. A, a paradise. Lord Argo had many heirs, but they were all hidden. Um, and, uh, one day, eventually he was killed because, uh, by Thetis, not Thaddeus, Thetis, 
and the population erupted into violence after he was killed. Hundreds of year, years passed, um, but I emerged as the Grand Regent because I was the strongest. Um, then the Scourge virus hit. Um, but he, he, was, he was put in place to find the heir to Argyll. Yeah. Yeah. And he that's what his sole purpose was, to find that he searched everywhere for it. And then he realized... Yeah, but he realized that he he had become a better ruler than even Argyll. He like said, he, so, I, so he stopped looking for the heir yeah, to Argyll because he, he didn't the, want... He assumed that the heirs died to the Scourge virus. Yeah. So uh, you can imagine how disgusted I was to learn that you sided with the betrayer Thetis who murdered your father, which is one of those things that I always forget about. Yeah. They just murdered Nolan's father, yeah. Mark's grandfather. Um, you destroyed our home planet. And come to find out you're this, the heir to Argo. Yeah. I could never allow you to take my throne. One that I, and then Nolan cuts him off saying, I don't care. Punches which is another fun play off of this you know, retelling. You know, mm. normally it lasts a couple pages and all that, yeah. but this time it's like, no, I, I don't care. Him. Says I don't care. You can keep you can keep your title. I don't want it. I don't want to lead the Viltrumite Empire. But Thrag doesn't like the fact that anyone could have a claim to the throne, whether right. it be Nolan or well, Mark. he says I can't let anybody find out. I right. have That's to kill the bigger you. problem. That's the yeah yeah yeah. Because if anybody finds out, it could be it could you know which we challenge see them. exactly that. Yep. So. They're fighting, and um, the uh, Thrag's Viltramite following uh, basically overhears the entire conversation and catches Thrag, Thrag's punch. Before killing Nolan, whose eye is popped out. Yeah. yeah. This is brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, she, Anessa says, uh, you found the heir to Argyll. Um, and he says, and he's weak. Look at him. Uh, look at him before you. He is not worthy of. And then they all like attack how, him. I like how Craig's like, like, we never followed Argyll's strength. We followed his wisdom. wisdom. That you don't understand that shows how foolish you were to ever, we were to ever follow you. So you will die, you know, before, you know, I, I you know, I call for the right of execution. And then Nolan stops him. And they come close him. to killing him. Yeah. And then Nolan says, no, uh, let him live. And then they all bow to him. Yeah, cool two-page awesome spread. Awesome fucking... Oh, I love so, it. Isn't that awesome with Thrag in the background floating? Another thing I don't think we talked about enough, and this is the issue that I was originally talking about, was like, that fight was awesome. Mm-hmm. Not just the conversation, but like the fight, like the choreography of it, like mm-hmm. uh, Otley's art. I thought that was really, really awesome. This page is beautiful. That's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, some time goes by, and... Weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nolan is... Um, standing in front of all of the Viltrumites wearing his big fluffy cape now uh, saying that you know that you know we're all still receiving you know you know kind of you know getting used to the news uh, it was never my desire to lead but who am I to deny my birthright um, uh, and he is the the ruler now uh, some of you know me to be a traitor but um, I, I see things different, and uh, I expect you now. Some of you now do the same, and that's the thing. He's talking about how like you've been living on Earth for a while now, so maybe some of you are starting to kind of come around to my way of thinking. Um, Grand Regent Thrag was uh, a, was right to bring you here, right to focus on repopulation, um, right to allow you to interact. Uh, we all have been begun to learn a new way of life from these people that we will continue, and I want and I want you to welcome the changes you will experience. He's a new dawn for the Viltrumite Empire. Uh, and I love seeing Mark just kind of mixed in with everybody being like, this is so weird. So, this is what I, the, the negative thing that I had to say about it is like, I almost got whiplash on how rushed this issue was. 
Like, it starts out like everything is, like, normal, and then it's like, they they start out, and he's like, you're the heir to Argo, I'm attacking you now, and he's like, I don't care, I don't want it, and mm-hmm. then literally you turn the page from him saying, I don't want it, to him wearing the fucking Grand Regent cape, and he's like, who am I to deny it? Like, yes, 100%, like, I totally see Everything fucking that. changes within, like, three issues, like, huge story issue things change within like three pages yeah i thought that was weird where he's like i don't want it what are you talking about like like, no you can deny it he basically (laughs) says you can have it i don't i don't want to challenge you but i think the problem is all the other viltrumites are like oh no we're gonna kill this guy we don't have a leader we're all bowing to you and he's like well fuck it totally makes sense yeah yeah it is quick not well i and nolan's a smart guy and he's like well if i don't i I don't yeah and and i could lead them in a way that would like he, like he says, he's like, I want to, I want you to welcome the changes as opposed to like repress these feelings and stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. but maybe they could have had like that conversation happen mm-hmm. before he's like, okay, I'll take it. Like literally, you turn the page, and he's like, here I am. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so, almost like it could have been two issues. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So but, just something doesn't make anything bad. Yeah, anything. it's still good. But yep. so Mark fills Cecil in. Cecil leaves, and him and Eve are talking. And he's telling Eve how weird it is seeing him up there and everything that's happening and so much is changing. And um, sometimes, and he's talking about how things used to be so different and how sometimes he wishes he can go back to the way things used to be and go back to high school when his dad was just his dad. And uh, But then I realized that was before I met you and you're the one constant in my life. And um, I, I want you to always be there. And he's like, Mark. And he's like, I'm screwing this up. I should I should be doing this better. You deserve way better. I don't even have a ring. And you see like a pink glow on the bottom. And then you turn the page. The last page is um, Mark saying, well, wow, that's a nice one. And she says, it's the ring I always wanted. And he says, so will you? And she says, of course I will. And it ends. <laughs> that's so how it ends. Eve created her own ring. Yep. <sighs> so overall, it's a good it's a good trade. It's funny because I feel like it has some of the most like crazy iconic. changes, iconic yeah. changes. It's a milestone. It sets up a lot of things that are going to be happening over the course of these issues. But ultimately, like it's the one that we've had the most issues with. Yeah, that just goes to show how good Invincible is, though. No, like, I, know. I know. Like it's it's awesome. Like it was great. There was so much stuff that happened in that, but there are still things that are better. Yeah, we know? can nitpick a little bit. I feel like this is where it started to get a little rushy. Like there, this is where it's just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Battle Beast know, and Battle Beast, and this is the beginning of Angstrom and Robot. Angstrom. Like this, this is it, boys. This is. Ooh, I know. The, but I don't know, man. What I'm saying I'm is, this is, this is alternate, alternate dimensions. The next one is the one that I've been looking forward to for a the long time. The next trade. Yes. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Issue was 108 and 109. Yeah, this is, this is 103 to 109. Yeah. Like, 109 is one of my favorite issues. 108 is one of my favorite 108 issues. 108 is crazy. Man. No, I'm excited. Lots of lots of yeah. Rex, lots of Monster Girl. Next time. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Volume 19, The War at Home. That's what it's called, The War at Home. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. <clears throat> um, we This is a long episode. Holy so shit. This we, is like the uh, longest rereader we've ever done in life. I'm so ready for bed. Yeah, you've got you've got Disney, TJ. You're leaving soon, so um, we uh, don't have too much time to talk about other stuff. So I'm gonna wrap up while I find my notes. Have you watched anything or played anything you want to talk about? Real I quick? watched and purchased um, the Jan Sampa reboot. It finally came out on digital. Oh really? How um, was it? It was really good. 
Yeah. It was really, really, really good for something that wasn't... I don't know why he did it that way, where he didn't release it wide. Yeah. Like, they just went on tour and kind of did, like, a limited release thing. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, The third act was the weakest part of the movie. Did you like the... Nah. Like, Clerks, nah. Clerks 2, Chasing Amy? Nah. No? Not crazy about him. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah. TJ? I don't like him. We saw um, 1917. We did. Enjoyed it. It was Very good. good. Did you see any other Oscar movies, TJ? Uh, yes, I have seen most of them. Um, Jojo Rabbit was How awesome. was Jojo Rabbit? Was it I like really, 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 really good? It was, it was awesome. Okay, like, good. Really I'm going to add that good. to my list. Like, honestly, like, out of all, like, honestly, this is the weakest um, Oscar season. Best movie nominations yeah. I've seen, but uh, what is it? Um fucking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah I still fucking amazing I still amazing was it so really behind on stuff I'm it's so, so good it's so good literally I watched it like by myself I rented it I you're was the at first home. person that I've heard that and has like, said that really yeah Mike, Mike Carter watched it he said the same yeah, thing yeah he loves yeah, it he too loves it. Yeah. he said it was his wow. favorite movie last year me and Liz literally watch it. at the end of the movie I was watching it by myself at the end of the movie I was like up and I was like yeah like it's cheering really? like, good uh, but literally it's the whole movie is like watching um, episodes of a TV show, like it's it's oh. all it's like different stories, you know. Yeah. But yeah. it's awesome. It's really really good. That's what else? Um, what other movies were there? Nineteen Seventeen was great. Yeah. Um, Parasite. Did you watch Parasite? I didn't see Parasite. No. That was one of the ones I didn't see. Did you end up going to see Little Women yet? No, that's oh, another one I didn't see. You gotta see that one for Fuck, for your if you're trying to watch all of them. I don't want to see otherwise, that one. Otherwise, otherwise, um, what you're thinking, TJ? Uh, I did watch and finish Witcher. Thought it was very good. I loved that. Uh, I rewatched a lot of Clone Wars and stuff like that just because I've been down a Star Wars kick because I played and beat um, Jedi Fallen Order. Got 100% platinum. Did did the whole deal. Loved that. Um, Beat Messenger. So kind of in a good place where I'm caught up on a lot of like shows and video games and everything. So I'm prepared to like, I think I'm going to start finally watch HBO Watchmen. Um, Yes. I can't wait. I'm really excited to watch that. It's not renewed. So no, they it's... said they didn't want to do a second season. Really? Yeah, they said they wanted one and done. Like this is we don't have a story, second season to tell. Oh wow! So that's awesome. Um, well, I was gonna say a marriage story uh, was very bland. Not a bad movie, but act- I heard great acting. Um, but very... Scarlett Johansson definitely deserves to win it. Wow. Um, for sure. Uh, I think that like Joker, we all saw Joker. It was very depressing. I think Joker, out of all the nominations, should uh, Joaquin Phoenix should win. I don't think he will because I think he's doing himself a disservice because he's winning all these other awards and every time he wins an award, he like... Badmouths. Badmouths like, like the Academy, not the wow. Academy, the award. whoever gives them yeah. the award, he badmouths them. Like when he was on the Golden Globes, he was swearing a lot. Like, I don't really? know if they're going to give it to him. I didn't see that. I, I think he would have though because yeah. he was awesome in that movie. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Bill, I did read the uh, White Knight. Curse of the White Knight. Dude, Fuck, it's dude. so good. Holy it's so shit. good. Oh yeah, I have questions about it that we need we'll, to talk we'll, about. We'll talk after. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah. Any other video games, comic books, TV shows, movies? Anything else worth bringing up? We'll talk. We'll be back in a couple of weeks for the Oblivion Song podcast to talk about what is probably a pretty big issue for the Oblivion Song. Um, 
TJ, enjoy your time in Disney. Uh, this week's outro song, though, is called Connection from our friend Wyatt Lane, an Invincible fan who also does our outro music each week. You can check out his stuff on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Um, otherwise, we'll be back next month to talk all about the appearances of Invincible and Invincible characters in other comics. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and thanks again to um, Pete uh, at loud underscore Pete from the Comics Pals for being our guest on this episode. Thank you all and bye. Bye. See ya. This is a very good macaroni. Because it rhymes with Negroni. Oh! Fascinating. A little bit of a stretch there, I think, maybe. I did make a good one, didn't I? Because this is fucking good. It was good. It was good. Real good. All right.